And we are coming down in three, two, one. Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by the Red Baron. <laughs> Light crowd here. Mm. <laughs> Rita's here. Hello. Pardon my chewing into the microphone. Um, it's just us. Yeah. Uh, Both sporting are... football jerseys today. Yes. Who you got? I have uh, Brian Dawkins on the Broncos, which I think did you get this from me? I got a couple of jerseys randomly from people. I got like three jerseys that these are like secondhand. I don't think it was me. No? I have gotten you a couple yeah. weird ones. I don't think it was that one though. I can't remember where I was got it. Is that the Pro Bowl jersey? No, this is the uh, AFL 50th anniversary. Uh, nice. It was his birthday the other day. Yeah. I actually almost wore the, I have an LT uh, Pro Bowl jersey from his MVP year. But I was like, nah, let's save it till we get Pro Bowl time and I could be really lame about it. No, you should have wore, wore the LT Jets jersey. That will come maybe later in the season. Did I have you a lot own of, that? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I got. I I was looking through. I have a lot of jerseys. Yeah, like I'm. I'm hoping that every show moving forward, I'm gonna have a jersey to wear, with the exception of 07 Reed. I don't think that one is gonna <laughs> make it out of the, classic, the house. Classic <laughs> Reed parents. <laughs> yeah, they went. They. Uh, I don't know if it was for Christmas or my birthday or something. Like, hey, you know, we got your custom uh, Steelers jersey. We got your last name on it. And look at the number. Like something's funny about this. The number zero is ahead of seven. Yeah. It's like, well, they don't wear single digit players don't have the, the zero. zero in front of it. They also pick somebody that has that number. Right, yeah. yeah. But it was a nice gesture, you know. Should have got you twenty one. Yeah. But they didn't they didn't know. What are you gonna so, do? Right. It's the thought that counts. So I'm eating one of these ham and cheese roll ups. The cheese solidified because it's cold mm. in the bottom. So all the grease got chapped. So I just oh, took yeah. a big bite of ham, grease, and cheese. Mm. That, that's what Duncan's all about. That's what America's all about. We've been eating wrong. I've seen uh, those videos. <laughs> starting lineup. Um, I dropped the ball this morning. No, no, I dropped the we ball. We dropped the ball this morning. <laughs> so I got Miller 64. Peter, they'll be replaced. <laughs> they won't. They'll be re- you're going to be replaced with Miller Light. Actually, <laughs> MGD. Extra calories. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the Riddler collection, St. Clippenstein. Made an extra R in there that wasn't there from Allagash. Bomber. Bomber. It's going to pop. Yeah. The cork is going to explode everywhere. You have a toast excellence? Rita, do you have one? Um, so nope. Come back to me. You're just going to be to the one in five giants. Yeah. No. So we beat this to death. Uh, sports has beat this to death. But I just wanted to, and since Jeff isn't here, I wanted to give Drew Brees his props for uh, becoming the all-time passing leader for the NFL. He's going to not break another record, but eclipse another mark today. Yeah. He's got 499 touchdown passes. Could you imagine he doesn't throw a touchdown for like three weeks? Oh, man. But he still throws for like 900 yeah. yards. That happened to uh, Trevor Hoffman. He was going for like 600 saves, and he kept blowing the save. It took him like nine tries to do it. I felt bad. But I, the That just goes to show you, it's in players' heads. Yeah. 
I feel like baseball more so you have a lot of time, downtime. Yeah, like football is more like when you're on the bench, you could be thinking about it, but yeah, because you might not get a save opportunity. Right, I mean, you could go 14 games and get blown out or or, or right. blow out. Or if it's the top of the ninth and your team just explodes for six runs, well, <laughs> that's it. You know, bring the. Just ask, ask any relief pitcher that's ever been on a team of Kyle's in the show. Right. <laughs> Kyle Kyle and I one time played a whole season where there was not one save opportunity for our closer. Really? Not one. Either either win big or lose close. <laughs> mm-hmm. He did get a loss, though. <laughs> hey, bring him in. You know. We put him in because he hadn't pitched in forever. <laughs> Loaded the bases, gave up a walk-off grand slam. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, actually, no, he didn't get the loss. He did not get the loss. No? He, no, he was the, the, we were up three. So that was his one save opportunity. <laughs> Blew it. Blew it. Yeah. Blew it. Your toast? Um, hmm. I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it. Oh, my toast is to Duncan Keith, the Chicago Blackhawks, who played his thousandth career game last night. Wow. For the Blackhawks. They did a little ceremony for him beforehand. He had an assist in the game. They won. Did he get a laminated piece of paper? Did they stop the game and bring out a laminated piece of paper? No, no. Before the game, they gave him a silver st- hockey stick yeah. that's got his name and stuff engraved into it. That's cool. And then a photo, like a collage photo of him with all his accomplishments on it. Is he the most tenured Blackhawk now of mm-hmm. all time? Not all time. Like well, his, I, I guess maybe not all time. Like but on the recent, roster? Yeah, like of recent history. Like on the roster? Yeah. 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 He came out and... O two, he came out in O two because Ho- well Hosa wouldn't have the most tenured anyway because he didn't he he's the like was the longest active player. He came out in O two, and I want to say O five. I think was when he started when he came up from the farm team. I think he came up in October of O five. I mean, he's been there ever since. Wow. So, I mean, he's been a black. He's been like in the organization since O two, but he but, played right. for like Rockford and all that crap. Yeah. But O five, so to know. 13, 14 years. Wow. I'd be curious to know where he stands of Blackhawk, you know, g- greats, you know, playing where he stands in that. Well, it's tough because it's an original six team storied franchise. You know, it's like talking, you know, it's like where does, you know, you, you just look at some of the greats like Charles Tillman was a great Chicago Bear. But where does he rank all time for Chicago Bears? Yeah. Probably not top five. Team has right. 57 right. Hall of Famers. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's tough. Um, But I mean, I, I definitely would say top 10 yeah. all time. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't, you know... I haven't had a chance. I've only watched one game this season. I've like I've followed them, the games like stat stat. Uh, right, you know, it's, well, like it's impossible. Well, it's hard. Yeah, I, I I took the the edge off this year. I didn't subscribe to the the hockey thing to watch every game. I'm just right. I'm just I didn't have the money. Um, it's like a hundred dollars. It's a lot of money. Um, this is for people you really gotta love hockey. You it's know, just like I just don't have the, the time. time. Well, I, got lot, I got a lot of you know nighttime commitments, and it's like I know if you're a fan, you'll make the time. Yeah, that's easy to say when you're a fan of a football team. Yeah. But it's not easy when there's 82 games in a season. Um, but, yeah. I would say probably top 10. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been, always been a very good defenseman. Um, not offensive-minded, but he can, you know, he scores goals. He's very good, very good, uh, very good addition. You anticipate his name up in the rafters? Or number up in the rafters, rather? That is a good question. I'm not sure. Because I'm not sure how many retired numbers there are for the Blackhawks. I mean, I can think of like quite a few off the, not a quite a few, but like like I can think of a handful off the top of my head. But I'm not sure how many there are. He was present for all the cups, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, he was there for 2010, 2000, 
12, and then he was the the MVP when they beat the Lightning in yeah. 2015. Pretty pretty good hardware there, you know. Yeah, he's got one Finals MVP, three Stanley Cups, and two Conn Smith trophies, which is the best defenseman. And then all-star appearances and yada, yada. <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. Rita, anything? Um, I, <clears throat> I was distracted. Speak up. Sorry. I'm looking at books. All right, hers is to Saquon Barkley for getting her like 50 points in fantasy this week. This is true. I'm down a quarterback. Yeah, we're going to fix it today. Okay, good. But I need your laptop at one of the breaks to do that. Okay. And you can go ahead and do research because I discussed it with the other people in the league uh, because... We did five weeks of everybody getting to our little football inept, but yes. you chose to pick Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, I didn't know. You should know yeah, Ryan know. Fitzpatrick doesn't... <laughs> doesn't play he full was... season. So <laughs> what you get to do is you, you we will give you a quarterback. However, however... Can I drop someone? You have to drop somebody on your team, but it has to be an active player. It has to be a player that's playing. You that's cannot fine. drop Garoppolo. No, that's Polo. fine. Because I've already been trying to drop other players, so it's fine. You can't drop anybody. I know. But I tried. The, the point of this league is as such. <laughs> yeah. I tried. Why? Because I was trying to fix the problem. You can't add or drop people. That's fine. Only I can do that. All right. So do your research on what quarterback you want. Okay. Unless you would like to trade. I'm open to a trade. And he'll trade you for Garoppolo. <laughs> a call he, from Kyle Souls. Because he just loves him. Hey, you're on, you're on the mic. Hey, Souls, <laughs> cameo. I don't know if you can hear me. Um, this is from the woodwork. Um, my father, Bob Souls, invited Paul to my brother's house to watch the game over there. Um, if he's interested. Um, <laughs> this is a very interesting conversation. Shut up, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so no, no more. So we will pull that. <laughs> well, it was hilarious, that was very but painful. No, he's, he's fine. It's just he forgot it was Ted. So, but um, got a good weekend or Sunday anyway of football ahead. Uh, unfortunately for you, Rita, the, the the Giants played on Thursday and uh, I don't want to talk. Didn't about give it. a masterful performance, but you know it's uh there's a lot of problems. We're gonna get we're gonna delve into that probably later. Uh, I, I figure we're gonna talk. Uh, Catch up on some baseball playoffs in this first hour. Uh, touch on some basketball and hockey, but we'll save all the the turmoil in New York for for later for in the show because this there's a lot to talk about. There's, oh, New York is a dumpster fire right and, now. And you know the other outlets have you know analyzed it to death, but it's just it's almost comedic at this point. Mm. But let's I toast them. I think it's funny. Yes, toast. Oh god! Didn't even make a oh god! Ooh. Ooh, champagne. Um, in in spirits of keeping up with tradition, um, even though it's just me and Rita can chime in. Do you have a, an NFL question? <laughs> I sure do. I figured you would. Ooh, this will be fun. You better believe it. All right, go ahead. So, in honor of Drew Brees, uh, what would you rather do? Uh, career high passing yards against each team. Or total passing yards against each team. So either career high in a game. In a game. Like for a career? Yeah. I want to do for the career against the Rams. Okay. All right. So what do you think that number is against the Rams all time? 
Okay. This is going to be, this is interesting because it's like, you think he plays the Rams at least every three years. And then, really, I don't think there was a lot of times that they probably linked up in terms of placement in the division. Rams were pretty bad for Rams a while. Rams were bad, well, the Saints, Saints were good. Were, yeah, know, and the Saints were, but the Saints have never been a last, really a last place team. Yeah, really ever. Um, so I don't know. I'm gonna say, uh, God, in his career, because it's tough too, because it's Chargers. Right, Chargers. It, it's, it's help read out. What? This is gonna be a four-digit number, with the exception of one team, which is when he played against the Saints. Is uh, there any decimal points? What? No, what? Why would there be? Well, technically speaking, I uh, no, no, no. Technically speaking, anything. There's this no is technically a... <laughs> speaking. Fine. There's no NFL like stat sheet that says he threw for 371.8 yards today. It's not a really okay. a measurable or documented stat. It's just it's yeah. flat, flat numbers. Um. Okay. So against the Rams, I'm gonna say he has thrown for one eight seven four, one thousand eight hundred seventy four. One thousand eight hundred seventy four. 2,546. So we're, we're going to have to do some math here. Who's closer? I, I'm pretty sure Paul is closer, but uh, 2,073 versus the Rams. Yeah, I'm way closer. Yeah. Who? Interestingly enough, uh, versus the Saints, 257. <laughs> In one game? And I, no, I think that's cumulative. All, like, the, yeah, they probably only played him once, though. Yeah, I, I mean. Wasn't he only a charger for four years, three years? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, he was drafted, and then he, and then he left. Yeah, he got hurt and left. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to him too for being able to break this yardage record after having a complete like reconstruction on his shoulder, yeah. throwing shoulder too. That's just not something that you'd think. You know, that happened today. They'd be out for six months. Yeah. They'd be crying. That'd be the reason. Listen to how inflated this stat is, though. It's it's just amazing. Uh, versus the Falcons, which you know they're in the division, right. and obviously they play twice a year. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's probably like 15. Oh. Higher? Way, way, way up. 20? Way, way, way up. Wait. Over 20,000 yards? Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. I, I, sorry, I thought you were... No, no, like, uh... Still four digits. <laughs> I was... Oh. I, I, I misunderstood what you... Uh, it's, gotta be, it's gotta be, like, seven or 8,000. Yeah. Yeah. 8,053. 8, That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> 80,000 yards, rest the Falcons. Good for him. Well, I hope that Kudos. he continues to, you know, be dominant. If he can stay healthy and play five more years, there's a chance we see a hundred thousand. Yeah. Because what did he just? What did he just get? Seventy thousand. Yeah, seventy-two. Seventy-two thousand. Seventy-two something. So you got to figure by the end of the season he'll probably be around seventy-five. Yeah. That, that that's fair. It's a stretch. I mean, he, five. I mean, he throws for four thousand regularly. Right. Five thousand's a stretch if he's gonna. The throw for five. I mean, even even if it's Drew Brees, five thousand for five straight years is is hard to do at any age. Yeah. Um, but the era of the four thousand yard passer is you know. We, but I, I'd like to see him hit eighty. Yeah, I would, I would like too. to see him hit eighty. There's a chance if he plays five more years. Honestly, we would see a hundred thousand. I think we could see a hundred thousand yards and oh, and uh, six hundred touchdowns. Yeah, I that's mean, insane. <laughs> that's just insane to think about. And at that point, it's just I don't, under touchdowns. Yeah, that's more touchdowns than the Browns have since two thousand. <laughs> and no one's going to catch that I, because the players that are playing I think someone now, will. I it would have to be someone probably like a, like a rookie in the next. Yeah, it'd couple. be like Mahomes or or like an Allen or something yeah. like that. Because unfortunately, Luck has been too injured and not really playing well enough yeah. to like like we thought he would be. Like we thought that was going to be the guy to kind of mm. take a run at the uh, run for it. 
What? That was like a sniffle chiming kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. it was just. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, um. Stop. So MLB postseason. Is that what I heard yeah. you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I figured we we just touch base on that. Uh, no, thank you. Well, the Yankees, Yankees <laughs> didn't advance. We want Boston. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what the... It's uh, fine if they lose. It's just the fact that they lost to Boston. That's what hurts. Well, there's all the controversy behind the calls. But at the end of the day... Boston beat us in one game 16-1, to right? Yeah, but there's, 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 there was, quote-unquote, a lot of controversial calls in that game. I, I couldn't watch the whole game. But mostly because I fell asleep. The thing but. is, I don't care. Because if you take away all the runs that were maybe... As a, they still probably beat you ten to one. You still only put up one run against the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, you were not going to win that game. Right. I'm sorry. Yep. You put up one run. Yeah, and you know the thing is, that it's it's full of such you know people complaining about. It. It's because of the the stupid Aaron Judge thing playing the song and all that, and people making that. For to me, that's not news. I, I don't care about that. That happens all the time. People, you know, taking a shot. Yeah. Because you know, you're 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 proud of your team. You know, you're trying to make a statement, whatever it is. But I mean, that is negative attention or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Like, play play the song when you win at home. I, I, I don't even I, know what song you played because I fell asleep. New York, so. New York, New York, New York. Oh. Which honestly, actually, I didn't know that. That's I've been to one or two Yankees games and they've won. I don't remember that song playing. No. Wait the. But Start spreading the news. That one. I don't know. Usually, uh, that's the song that plays when they win at home. Well, I guess because usually when that game's over, I'm just trying yeah, to get out of there. I don't think anybody's <laughs> playing a song when they win it on the road. <laughs> New York, <laughs> Milwaukee. Um, but yeah, so the pretty clean sweeping across the the DSs though. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox take it in five or four. Um, the Strohs swept. The uh, very impressive fashion by <laughs> yeah, the Indians. Um, Brewers swept the uh, yeah, Rockies. Thanks, Rockies. thanks for coming. Yeah. It's just one of those things. And uh, remember the discussion. I'm sorry to interrupt. And the Dodgers, I think they also swept too, right? Uh, no, the Dodgers yeah. lost a game to the Braves. Yeah, Dodgers won it in four. Remember, we were talking about a little while back, a long time ago, kind of just happy to be there. Yeah, I thought that was kind of like the, the air in Colorado, excuse the pun. Uh, well, I, I don't think it was like a happy to be there. I, I just like Colorado played Colorado got hot at various times throughout the season to stay competitive with the Dodgers but they just never had the firepower. Yeah. They just I mean they just didn't have the firepower, they didn't have the pitching. I think the best they were playing this season was probably early summer, maybe maybe in June or July. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I I recall that being I mean they stayed of, hot enough throughout the year, but Yeah. But at their best I feel was probably the summertime and then, you know, they it, were one of those teams that they wanted they got into the playoffs through fundamental baseball. They didn't get in by dominating over long stretches or going on multiple 15, 16 game win streaks. They went in, they, they pretty much played the season with the mentality of, hey, win every series and you make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> A good mantra to, to yeah. play by. I mean, if you go, I mean, what? If you win every, there's 162 games, right? So you divide that by three, that's 54. So if you win, if you, if you, you know, I know there's four game series and all this stuff, but if three game series on average, if you win two out of three games, you're walking to get 108 victories. Yeah. I mean, they didn't get 108 victories, but 
Still, so, yeah. 108 victories, there's no way you don't make the playoffs. Right. There would have to be some really fucked up bad teams. There would have to be some, like, 10-win <laughs> yeah. teams. A lot of uh, Baltimore, Baltimore teams. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so now we're in the, the, the CS, the championship series. Uh, last night we had two games, with uh, Dodgers and Brewers in game two. Uh, Dodgers pulled out a 4-3 win, so that series is tied up. Yep, uh, uh, in the eighth, uh, somebody hit a home run, two-run homer. Yeah, uh, and I had then, the page up. Uh, I got it here. Yeah, and then the the first game that was nuts with the the pitcher hitting a home run off Kershaw. Yeah, I was thinking, I, that would have been my uh, toast to excellence if I, I wanted to give the Drew Brees. Uh, it was Justin Turner. Justin Turner. Yeah. Ah, man, uh, <laughs> I met doing good elsewhere. <laughs> and then the Astros just keep took on, it to the Sox. Keep on rolling. Seven to two. Yeah, so, and that, that was another three run homer in the ninth. Um, yeah, they <laughs> put a stamp on it. Yeah, uh, Sale didn't get the loss. He, he gave up two. Um, but Verlander, man. Yeah, he, he's, he's feeling it deal. right now. He had, he got two earned runs, but he didn't give up. He gave up He gave up the only two runs, but it was in the fifth. But other than that, six Ks. I think this, this is the best thing. Verlander didn't even have a great game. He pitched six innings. He only gave up two hits, two runs, four walks, and six Ks. But he, oh, but he, but he, didn't, he didn't give up runs. Until that later thing, and then they pulled him, and then the bullpen went in, and they gave up the bullpen pitched four, uh, three innings, and I gave up a one hit performance with no walks. Yeah, in three innings, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's a, a very we discussed this last week. A very complete team in uh, in Houston. Uh, I, I I think Boston is going to win a game, at least a game in this series. But I I tend to think Houston is gonna gonna roll on. I think yeah. for Sealy, I'm trying to do the math in my head because this is a a seven game. I think we'll be talking World Series next week, or I'm trying to picture in my head what's gonna break down. No. So no. we're in game two, and it's a travel day for the NL, and then no. Boston plays tonight. Yep. So you got an AL game tonight. So that's Sunday. So tomorrow. We'll have because they do what two three two or two two one one one. Two three, I think it's one one. Two three. God, it's like I knew, and no, I feel it like it can't be one one because that would give that would be a, a home advantage for the away team. And it's it's got to be two three two. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. See, I feel like they changed it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so we we probably won't be talking World Series next week, but we can. Well, no, because you got to figure. If they play two games, if the NL plays two games, they'll play Monday and Tuesday. And then they would take a travel day on Wednesday. I mean, granted, like, could. Like, if, if we, we see, like, a, a win in five or, yeah. you know, a sweep. But. I don't know if that's how it's going to shape up. Either. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. I, I mean, think, I just, I I, th- I think the Red Sox are, are I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to win at least a game. Yeah. I just think they have too and much I, firepower. I, I think. Brewers Dodgers will probably be more competitive than that than the Houston series. I don't know. I'm just it's just yeah. a, a feeling. It doesn't mean anything. Just an impression I have. It's definitely it's shaping up though. I mean, uh, the Brewers are definitely you know that that team. If you don't have anybody to cheer for, the Brewers are the team that's going to get yeah. a lot of backing. It's a new thing. You know, the, it's a new team in there. It's a new team playing really well. Um, not to take anything away from the Dodgers, but you know, I mean, t- tons of California t- favorite t- uh, fans that don't. Right, for the Dodgers, 
are going to want somebody else to win. Yeah, the Dodgers always seem to like. I mean, the win entire the East Co- the entire East Coast is going to be anti Red Sox. It's, if you're not <laughs> New England, um, and the Astros, you know, I think I think a lot of people, I think a lot of baseball fans would be very pleased with an Astros Brewers World Series. I think a lot of a lot of fans that don't cheer for those two teams would be okay with would be indifferent about the outcome. I think they would just. Yeah, hope for good baseball. You know, there, there's the. Um, I feel like there's definitely more Dodgers haters and Red Sox haters than there are Astros and, and Brewers haters. Yeah. My my fear is though is just I don't know if granted Kershaw didn't pitch that well in Game One of the championship series. I just don't know if the Brewers have the pitching power to keep up with the Astros like the Dodgers do. I mean, there's just like just uh, even though it happened last year, just. How how sexy is it in baseball talk to, to just hear Kershaw Verlander game one? Right, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. that, it's just it's, it's a just, dream type right. situation. It's, it's two of the top five pitchers in baseball, in my opinion. I mean, you know, it, it it's just how it goes. It's just a, it's a good feel. It's just you know not not to take anything away. Not that sale you know sale Kershaw doesn't sound good or whatever like that. But you know, Kershaw has just always been good. In the, he's been decent in the postseason. Verlander's always been a monster. Yeah, yeah, and that—that's my pick for. Well, so I, I see, I see a repeat, but you know, speculation, speculation, right? But you know, it's interesting too. And I remember in years past this happening, and I don't know if it was just because it was late in the series, but I always, I do remember when they didn't play a Sunday night game, so it wasn't like a conflicting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. viewership mm-hmm. but i guess it's because the series the series just started they just it doesn't matter you know and, and this is a, a very intriguing uh sunday night game kansas city new england Th- that's gonna draw a lot of viewership tonight oh yeah big time kansas city new england's gonna draw a lot of viewership because i mean kansas city quote you know granted it's been two games but they've had their number um uh there's there's a few intriguing matchups um Unfortunately, one of the one of the games I thought was going to be pretty hot. Looking at it, you know, after the first few weeks of the season, uh, was going to be Denver, L.A. But you know, after Denver's shit the bed performance against the Jets, you know, yeah, it's it's defensively. I mean, I mean, right. offensively, no, offensively, I don't really think any real football fan. I I don't think anybody's that surprised about Case Keenum's performance. He he's playing like for me, playing like kind of like I expected. He he, he makes some throws, but. Well, he took a downgrade in offense. I mean, you know, Diggs was having a hot year. Thielen's having a hot year. Rudolph is a solid tight end. You know, and, and so he took a la- a backwards move on offense. The run game has really helped him out a lot, but not really because he hasn't been able to capitalize on passes. So, but um, I don't know, I'm just, you know, you think about some games that are captivating this week. I mean, there's a lot of, I think a viewership is going to be pretty high this week. I think there's a lot of teams that are still shocking people. Um, and doing stuff. Uh, Bears, Dolphins. The Dolphins are two and zero in home. Two and zero at home. One and three on the road, or one and two on the road. They've dropped their last two by double digits or more, but they are undefeated at home. Granted, it's two games. Um, you know, there's questions as to right now. Uh, Tannehill's a game time decision, so there's the potential for Brock Osweiler to suit up. But you look at you know Adam Gase going up against his former team. Bears are riding three three wins, but they're coming off a bye. You know the defense is good, but can Trubisky? Still do Trubisky things. Yep. People are dying to see Howard get going. Um, I think that game's got a lot of really good potential in it. Um, can obviously Kansas City. Um, 
it's just, uh, I don't know, the past couple of weeks, this week included, I just feel like uh, very dud primetime games. Yeah, I mean... You know. I, granted, I know injury played a part into it, but like, I, who's excited about Green Bay San Fran? Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't even be that excited about it if Garoppolo was playing. Well, it's because they came off a very slow start. You know? Well, it's the thing. But the thing though is, it's just like even though Garoppolo won all those games last year, it's like like their defense. Like the defense is still not that good. You know, it's they don't really have a lot of all star weapons. I mean, he made it work, yeah. but still not a lot of all star high powered weapons. It's just to me, it's just there's like so many other games that you know. Yeah. I, I get it. It's Green Bay. It's Aaron Rodgers. Garoppolo. Like I get the names, but it's just. Yeah, well, kind of like we anticipated. I think Green that's, Bay. That's more like not, America's game of the week, like a Fox, Fox a Fox four twenty five. Yeah, yeah game. I I kind of agree with that. And like like we discussed, Green Bay is definitely not the team of two or three years ago. It's, right. it's just not. I mean, I'll give the NFL scheduling credit on paper. Eagles Giants should have been a fantastic Thursday night matchup. Should have been. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, neither team is performing to standards as, yeah. at this point. Um. When you look back to uh, a couple weeks ago, Baltimore Pittsburgh, you know everyone wants to make a big deal like this. This is still a really gr- good rivalry. It's not really a great rivalry anymore. It's it's a rivalry. It's not a great one. And Baltimore kind of runs away with it in the second half. It's like that wasn't fun to watch. Even, yeah, a- and I mean, what was last week was uh, I mean Saints Redskins. I mean, it was cool for Drew Brees, but like they didn't know it when they scheduled it that Brees would be breaking the record at that right. point, you know. But it was just like gross. Uh, what was the Thursday night game? This last past week? one? Yeah. Oh, last week was uh, Colts, Colts Patriots. Patriots? Yeah, like, come on. Like, great. No one could anticipate what Andrew Luck was going to come back from injury. But, but you, it, you knew what Colts, the Colts team. Yeah, yeah. The Colts team is not much different than last year's Colts. It's, it's a, a team not complete. And, like, of course New England is going to just roll over them. It's just, I don't know. And then they make this big deal to start the year. Uh, I guess more so Fox. Be like, oh, oh, the Thursday game's really good this year. Well, Maybe one or two have been pretty good, but the past two, it kind of reminds me of Thursday games of old. Yeah. So, I don't know. My thing is, Thursday night games, I, I'm on the fence. I don't know how I feel about them. It's it's great. You know, I know the NFL will never do away with them for the ching value of it. it you know, for, for a football fan, it's great because it's the only game on. It has your full attention. You know, there's no cutting away for highlights, and you know the the commentators, you know, are primarily just focusing on the game. the The halftime analysis are pretty much just focusing on the game, because um, there's a lot that can still happen in in, in forty or you know forty to the seventy two hours from other games, right? Um, you know, so unless there's really big outside storylines, uh, it, it's primarily focused on the game. But the the thing is, is you look at a game. Like New England versus the Colts. Sure, it's a conference game, but it's not division. You've got a Colts team playing on a short week, going on the road. <laughs> and the it, you're at such chance. a disadvantage <laughs> when you do that. You know, it, forget the Patriots. You know, it's just, but you're, you're at a disadvantage already because you're on the road. Now you add in a short week. People haven't had a chance to rest. At least if you're playing at home, you've got the crowd backing you up, that 12th man right. mentality. I just think that, it, you know, granted, not all of them are going to be superstar games and showdowns. But for me, honestly, I, I think that even though it's got a lot of implications in the playoffs, I think if you really want to bring spark back to Thursday night football, I think what they need to do is, is they need to make every Thursday night game a division game. 
I, I think I, every I like Thursday that. night game should be a division game. It takes more. It takes a, a lot away from home field advantage because you know when you play a division game, you look at like Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Pittsburgh has played in Baltimore's house so many times that they they know what they're going in there for. You know, not that not to say Andrew Luck doesn't know what it's like to go into Foxborough or Drew Brees is going to know what it's like to go into you know Tampa, whatever. But or I mean not Tampa, but like. Uh, MetLife, you know, like, right. of course they know what it's like. They know what it's like to go in there, but it's different when you're in there. You're in there every year, regardless of who the schedule says you're going to be playing. You know, you're going in that stadium once mm-hmm. a year. And so it takes a little bit away from the home field advantage. The players are going to play with a little bit more ramped up intensity because every win is a huge deal. Colts, if the Colts were able to knock off the Patriots, that's a big deal. But, you know, if the Jets were playing the Patriots, it's a much bigger, Bigger deal right. if the Jets were to knock off the Patriots. Or like if the the Giants-Eagles. The Eagles winning that game was huge because they're not running away with the division at this point in time, but now they've got a game up in the division, which could very well be what it comes down to. So I, I think division football is the way to go um, for Thursday night games. I just think it is. Uh, it, and the other thing, too, is, is really for most teams um, – it also gives you the ability for an easier travel. Right. Because, you know, I understand, you know, if LA's got to play, like, Seattle or Arizona, that, that's a much geographically big, bigger mm-hmm. division. But, like, when Philly was playing the Giants, they didn't have to take, you know, a half a day off out of their schedule to fly. They just took the bus up. Yeah. You know? Right. You just take a, well, a two-hour ride in a bus. Yeah. And it gives, you know, everyone's together. Gives You know, you separate them offense, defense on the bus. You know, you can do some game plan stuff. And it, it's a much shorter travel time, you know. if you Well, and mathematically, too, let's say let's say Thanksgiving was just one game. Mathematically, if we did division games, each team could play. Like, the, the whole season could be filled with a division. I still, I'd love to know. I don't know if, you know, it, it, we can pose this question again later when we're on Facebook Live. I, I want to know. I've never really sat down and researched it. Why did the Lions get the peg for Thursday for Thanksgiving games? I get the Cowboys are America's team, whatever. But why did the Lions get the the the, the push for Thursday football or you know, for for Thanksgiving football? They did actually either on Thanksgiving or close to it. They did a story like recently in the past two years about those teams getting those games. And I wish I could remember now, but I I watched it and there there, there was some reasoning. Uh, Ah, it's going to kill me. We'd have to look it up. But there's something specific why Dallas got it and why Detroit got it. They're they're both home games for them. It's uh, just one of those things. And then as of late, they added the the nighttime, which is just kind of like just your normal Thursday night game, you know, that that they – it doesn't really have a Thanksgiving feel. I think like NBC covers it. They do bite the the turkey leg. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Great. (laughs) Yeah, and – I don't know, I just, and the games get weird sometimes, I don't know, the Thanksgiving games, like, I'm not opposed to the three games on Thanksgiving by any means, um, I just, I don't know, sometimes the, the games just, they just don't have a, like, a exciting feel, I guess. Well, it's tough, because I feel like there's a, a lot of people that eat their Thanksgiving meal during the early afternoon, so unless yeah. you have the game on simultaneously, you're not giving your full attention. Yeah, a lot. Of, I think a lot of people definitely watch like two o'clock. Yeah, and, and or eat like two o'clock. Their odd starts too. I think it's a it's a three and a no, it's a one 
don't think it's a one and a four. No. Uh, well, I'm dropping the ball on that that point I'm trying to make, but I don't I don't know if it's a normal start time like a, like on a Sunday. For some reason, I think it was. It might be earlier. Might be. I don't know. I'll pull it up. But I, I, I like that I, I could get behind division matchups being Thursday night. It gives every game you're playing for something, but something more you're playing for on Thursday. 12, 34, 38, 20. Yeah. It, so it's like a half hour earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And 4.30 is kind of like the, the America's mean, this, game of the week. This Thanksgiving time. is going to be great. All NFC games, all division games. Really? Yep. Wow. When was the last time that's ever? They, they Bears, usually force me in an AFC game. <laughs> Bears at the Lions, Skins at the Cowboys, and Falcons ah, Saints. Very traditional, like Redskins, Cowboys. Yeah. 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 That's good. I like that. Yeah. See, I don't know. It's just like, for me, like, I understand. Like, I'm not going to take anything away. I'm not going to say the Lions should be pulled from Thanksgiving football. No. It's been that way for a long time. I, I, I'm just curious as to why. I'd love to know, you know, but, like, I just, I don't know. Like, like don't you think, like... It, it, Thanksgiving, like, one of the things you think about is football. Like, doesn't it just seem like it should be Bears-Packers on Thanksgiving? Yeah. It's very, you know? most storied uh, franchises in football. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, th- there's a reason why the Lions were picked. And I don't remember off the top of my head now why, but there was some... See, this is a time which uh, Uncle Bob was here, because I know he would just know it. <laughs> yeah. Just one of those things. Uh. It, see, my thing is, is... I think that the for the Lions and the Cowboys at least. I, I think that the the third the the because the night game the Lions and the Cowboys don't they almost always play the day games? Yeah, and it's usually the other always. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that they should do some sort of rotation for whatever the game the the, the eight twenty game is. Um, because I remember a couple years back it was uh, Ravens Steelers. Yep. Um, Ravens I think won that game. I remember yeah, I Tucker think so. eating the the leg. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I have no problem with that. Uh, but I think that the Cowboys and I think that the Lions should just do a rotation of playing a division game. I think I just think it creates better football. Like we said, it's a short week. It's a short, just very distracted week. Because you you know it, it. It's one thing to play on a short week, but now you're playing on a short week, and you're not going to be with your family, right? Type of thing. You know, it's just a, it's a slight distraction. You know, I'm sure for the greats it doesn't matter. But um, I just think that I think that they should play the Bears this year, the Packers next year, the Vikings the year after that, and then back to the Bears, back to the Packers, back to the Vikings. I think it should be a rotation, just like I think it should go Redskins, Cowboys, Eagles, or yeah. I mean Redskins, Eagles, uh, uh, Giants. Yeah, this has kind of been a very. I think you've noticed this as well. The way teams were scheduled, it's it seems odd. I know the Bears. We were talking about this on Friday. The Bears have a very tough ending with like. Three consecutive division games. Yeah, the Bears. Um, the Bears will play. The whole schedule is actually pretty odd. So the Bears opened up against the division rival uh, Packers. Then they played. Um. Back to back, NFC West games. Then their division standing. Uh, a- NFC South team. Then they went on their bye. Then they play the entire AFC four consecutive games. Yeah, and then the last eight or last six games of the season or eight games of the season are closed out with, um, the Rams, the 49ers, the Giants, and then five division games. Yeah, I think I want to say it goes, and yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it goes 
Lions. I think it goes Lions, Vikings. I can look it up, but I think it goes Lions, Vikings, Lions. 49ers. No. I don't know. I think it goes Lions, Vikings, 49ers, Lions, Packers. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, so Pittsburgh is dealing the same thing. Right now we're going on a three-game all-division, you know, game matchups. So we play Cincinnati today. Then we play uh, Baltimore again, I believe, and then Cleveland. And it's like we just played Baltimore two weeks ago. Or, yeah, it will be within two weeks when we play them next because Falcons. And see, like, to me, that's something that the scheduling, I understand there's tons of shit that goes into it. Nothing Far beyond our comprehension. But... I just feel like you're missing out on good football down the down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, I'm not you know the the Steelers and the Ravens are always going to play. And, you know, a lot of teams you know the first four weeks of the season are like preseason. You know, a lot of teams are still trying to find their identity, figure things out, blah blah blah. But it's just like you look at a team like the AFC North or a division like the AFC North, where where it's so competitive all the time, and the Steelers are by no means out of it. the The Ravens have been playing well this year, even though they dropped that that duck to the Browns. Um, the Bengals are on fire right now. The Browns are a much improved team. Like this is a this is a division where you know you're very likely going to see three out of these four teams in the playoffs. And why would you not want to? And I know that you don't know how teams are going to come out, but why would you not want to schedule more of those division games towards the end? Right. Last four games of the seasons. I, last for me, if I'm if I'm like an NFL fan, the last four games of the season, I want to see each of those two those two team those teams playing two division games. I want to see the I want to see Steelers Ravens Steelers Bengals. I want to see Bengals Ravens Bengals Brown or Bengals Steelers Bengals Browns, and I want to see Ravens Steelers Ravens Browns. Yeah, and it's tough because Pittsburgh they because they were a first place team. They end kind of with a lot of first place. We play Patriots like week fifteen or sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go on and we play we, Kansas City. Yep, uh, we're gonna play New Orleans late. Yep. I don't know. I can't remember when, when that is. Well, that's your division that you play. You yeah. play the South, and then you you got to play Jacksonville. Yeah, and it's and those are all late games. I figured that it would kind of be spread out. You know, what division are you playing within the AFC? Are you playing the West? Yeah, you play the West, right? Uh, no. Oh my God. Uh Who'd yeah. you play so far this year? We Ravens, Browns. Bengals. No, we haven't played Bengals yet. This will be Bengals Ravens, first. Browns, Chiefs, Falcons. Chiefs, Falcons. You tied uh, the Browns. You lost to the Ravens. Let's see. Hold on. You lost to the Chiefs. Beat the Falcons. And we're, we're playing the West. Because we have Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders. Okay. All back. Look, same same deal. Just like I was saying. At some point, it, like the Bears had the same deal. Uh, we're playing the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders. Back to back consecutive weeks. Yeah, just odd scheduling. Usually, it's spread out. Yeah, yeah I don't it's, know. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yep. And then, yep. This week, Bengals followed by Browns, Ravens, and we just played the Ravens. Will be no. You would be a ago. better insight to this than I would. You're you're more the football guru. So this is not how the season is going. For, like for the Bears, for example, and and for the listeners. Well, sorry, we're, we're harping on like the the Bears. It's just. It's a, I'm a Bears fan. I know the schedule. It's just, it's just easy to go off of instead of trying to look up other team schedules. But so, like the Bears, for example, the they play they play in Miami today. Then they host New England. Then they host the Jets. Then they go to Buffalo. 
So when they, you know, let, let's say they were to play back-to-back road games, Sunday, Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. Say they were playing the Jets and the Patriots. So they travel to the Jets on Thursday or Friday and get their walkthrough in and all that stuff. Do they go back home and then travel to New England or they, do they just go to New England and spend they, the week? They can go home if they want to. It's kind of like the preference of uh, the coaching staff. I mean, like for that, it probably they'd probably go home because it's only a two two and a half hour yeah. flight. But like, like if you're the Rams, if you're the Rams and you're playing the Giants one week and then you go away and then you play the Patriots the week after that, would you really want to put your players? A lot through... of teams. There, there are tons of facilities, and you know, the, yeah. some range. Well, a lot of teams made. just practice at high school stadiums and stuff like that too. Yeah, and when you're or colleges where you're, where you're practicing, it doesn't it doesn't really affect you. It, mm. does, it doesn't mean you're still going to the same stuff. And a lot of times, like a team, like, let's say the Rams, and they're going to go play in Buffalo and then New England, and let's say it's in December. You want to get acclimated to that cold weather, so you you hold three outdoor winter practices that week, right? You know, just to kind of get yourself acclimated. You know, if it's going to rain, you do the, the wet ball drill. You mm-hmm. work on that two days. Yeah. But if if you wanted, if the if the coaching staff was happier being back in Los Angeles, they fly back and then they fly back to New England or whatever that that Saturday. Or yeah, it's just it's interesting how it works, just because it, it's in facilities they get they eat that stuff up. Oh, the Rams are practicing in New Haven all week. That's a Outrageous right. example, but right, you right, know, right. and it's publicity. Yeah, it gets people coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, just because it's it's tough. Like you think about it, like it, there's so much time, even though it goes so quick for the players, feels like forever for the fans. There's so much time in between games. Right. You know, it's not like in the NBA where you know you go and you you go on a set, six game road trip where you play you know Sacramento, the Clippers, you know Phoenix, Dallas. You know, you just keep going from city to city. You stay in the hotels, or like in baseball where you. You go on a, you know, you have a three game or a six game road trip. You go and, you know, if you're the, the, the Cardinals, you go and you play the Pirates and you play the Brewers. It's like, well, we're posted up in Milwaukee for three days for the game. So it's like, you know, we're not moving. Right. You know, it's definitely interesting. Baseball is one of those ones, too, that's very interesting because baseball, unlike football, basketball, and like hockey, baseball, you can't, you can't practice. On a non MLB field, because there's no measurement sanctions. You can't right. you can't go out and, and do BP on a high school field. It's right. not the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean for the most part, you're playing so consecutive games. Like they, they don't need practice because every game's a practice form essentially. Though you know each game you start with you right. do batting practice. Right, right. but pro- what I'm saying is like like they have to you know when you know like the Cardinals if they're going to play the Brewers, they got you know that game they got to split time and during the day. Okay, this right. time's for the Brewers, this time's going to be for the Cardinals. You know, whereas, like, for football, like, you know, if you're, if you're, you're training or whatever like that, you could train at a college nearby because it's 100 yards. Right. You can train at a high school field because it's 100 yards. You know, for basketball, you can, you, you could you know, college court or something like that. You know, hockey dimensions are a little different, but relatively the same type of deal. But for, like, baseball, you, you can't, I mean, baseball alone isn't, isn't college baseball, I think, is the same, but isn't, isn't high school baseball 60 feet? I think... I wish see. I wish Scholes were here to answer that question. I I think I think it's sixty feet, or or like seventy or something like that. It's not ninety. No, I don't think it's. It's not the same. So, but you got to think though, because it's not. You know, you think of everything that fucks up. Okay, well, big deal. It's not sixty. It's sixty feet to to first base instead of ninety feet. It's like, well, yeah, but in order for that to happen, that means it's got to be sixty to second and sixty to third and sixty to home, which now means that the pitcher's mound's not fifty-two and a half feet away from home plate. Right. 
<laughs> that ball you're throwing 90 miles an hour is coming to the exactly. left. Exactly. It's going to be, it's like, you know, you're not, and, and you're not going to benefit. If you're, a, if you're a, a real good hitter that's on a good hot streak, you're not going to benefit from having, you know, Clayton Kershaw throwing his fastball from seven feet closer. Right. It's just going to fuck up your timing. Yeah. For sure. It's definitely interesting. 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 Uh, what was it? Uh, your, your boy had his, uh, anniversary not too long ago. Uh, Deion Sanders. Oh. When he, uh, uh, when he, uh, played a, uh, game for the Falcons and then a playoff game for the Braves all in the same day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. That anniversary was this week, this past week. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, uh, about him. His son was just agreed to go and play in, uh, what, uh, the, the Seminoles. What's, uh. Florida? Yeah, uh, it's not not South Florida. That's different. Florida State. Florida State. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where he played, and his son yeah. just committed to going there. That's, that's cool. got a yeah. It's yeah. like a um, what do you call that? Like a heritage thing, yeah. you know, father, mm-hmm. father, son, yeah. and uh, something else about him too. And I forgot what I was going to say. But hey, very cool. You know, I want to get if we do a jersey order. I think I'm going to get a. I don't know about Braves, but he he played for like some other. He played for like the Reds and the Yankees. Maybe I'll get a Sanders like That'd Reds cool. jersey. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, so anyway, we've got way off track, but back to baseball. Um, you think Price pitches for the Red Sox? You think he's a starter pitcher for them mm. during the series, or you think he's a bullpen guy? I think he's going to be a bullpen guy, and I've talked to a lot of people uh, who, who kind of agree with that thought process. I don't know if it's, – it's always kind of like, well, do we give him one more? It's always do we give him one more chance to, you know, to prove himself – I think we we've seen too much in two years, and you just kind of like. Well, you're he, wrong because he's pitching tonight. Is he pitching? Him is versus he, Cole. Wow. Well, this, this for me, this is it. If if you don't perform tonight, and I'll he's tell you what, on, he's definitely on a short leash. And I was talking to to Bob on on Tuesday, Uncle Bob mm-hmm. on Tuesday. I think because they have some prospects coming up. I don't know where they are along in their development, but I'm I'm sure they're close. And I don't really know the free agent market for pitchers this year. If it's something good, the Red Sox are a win-now team. If there's somebody available and those prospects are close, I don't think they hesitate to, you know, price price will be gone. Well, and the thing, too, is the Red Sox kind of have a bad history of, of having quality players walk. Yeah. <laughs> well, not not walk, like not want to pay them. Right. And you know what's funny, too, to, to, to sort of that point, so many players come in off of really hot years, and they kind of don't perform, underperform, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they expect a certain amount of money because they were making that type of money where they were playing prior. J.D. Martinez. Yeah, I think of guys like Carl Crawford who just laid an absolute egg, you know, after coming from Tampa. Yeah. I don't know what his contract was like, but Price is kind of following that uh, that route, if you will. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the, the fairy tale for the Red Sox is on its way out. Um I don't know. It's just, I I just feel like they're that team that's maybe for the next two or three years is going to continuously get really close, and they might even make it to the World Series. No, they won't. They might make it in the next two or three years. Maybe this year. Who knows? I I just I. I, <sighs> I think you know Houston's the team to be, and I'm going to be shocked if we're talking in a week's time or two weeks time. If Boston makes it and Houston doesn't, I, yeah. I'll, I'll be very surprised. And unfortunately, I, Houston's the team to beat, really. I, I, not that the Brewers or the Dodgers can't do it. I just feel like they're, they're on paper, they're fighting for the underdog spot. 
Yeah, it's like, you know. Because the deal is, is Houston's, I feel like, the more high-powered team, the team to beat. But if Boston knocks off Houston, Boston's, right. you know, I, now I, look at what Boston did. So, I, I tend to agree that the NL, whoever, Dodgers or, or Brewers, they're playing like the underdog. This is, uh, so who's going to go lose to the, the AL is right. basically what's going to happen. And not that that's going to happen by any means. But it's kind of like look the thought at, process. Yeah, you look at last year, Dodgers gave Houston a great run for their money. Still love thinking about that. One of the greatest World Series that's ever happened. Such a dud game seven. Yeah, we were we, all excited we about it. My, we, I think we recorded. They were like hanging out in my basement. Yeah, and, then, and uh, it just didn't just didn't shape uh, up to what we thought it was going to be. You Darvish just like gets yeah. wrapped. <laughs> J-Mart was there for that. Yeah, we were yeah. so upset about it. We were just like, oh, God, let's go get Taco Bell or something. Yeah, yeah what a bummer. Yeah, I mean, it was cool to see what it guy proposed. Was it Springer proposed to his girlfriend? No, wasn't it, was it Verlander? Didn't Verlander propose to? No, no, no. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. Springer. You're right. Yeah. Because they they went on like vacation or something, and they I, something like that. Yeah, they got married right after. Yeah, that's what it was. Because he missed the parade. They went to Italy and got married. Yeah, right yeah. Right. Uh, no, it was. I think it was Springer because didn't he win MVP? Yeah, then he win World Series MVP, and then he proposed to his girlfriend. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I, don't know. I was convinced to <laughs> Verlander. Lucky bastard. Um. Yeah. It's shaping up to be a good one. Yeah, I, I'm excited. And, and so far, I've only seen one game because we, we we were out at the time, so we watched the Dodgers Brewers. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm intrigued. I want to watch Houston Boston, but you know, I'm going to watch football tonight because I'm a slave to the NFL, so I'm going to miss that game. Uh, during the middle of the week, I'm gonna I'm gonna be trying to watch. You know. NHL, you know, because I, I want to be able to yeah. con- contribute more there. So it's like, if that falls in a game, like I can catch a game, I, I kind of was like pick and choose. Well, it's tough. If you're not like Kyle, who's a slave to the MLB, you know, yeah, it, it's it's hard to put, you know, like for me, like I, I would watch, I like to watch great baseball, don't get me wrong, but you know, like if the Blackhawks or the Bulls are on, I'm going to want to watch them, right. I'm going to want to watch Milwaukee and <laughs> a team that I don't root for. Yeah. <laughs> So we're gonna go to the break soon, but let's let's get it out of the way. Let's talk to New York dumpster fire real quick. Uh, no, we'll get we'll make it a, a brief discussion, but not a not a great few months, huh? <laughs> yeah, and uh, the Yankees go in and they, you know, they they, they made the playoffs. But there was a, a good stretch leading up to it where it might, they might not have. You know, then they win the wild card game and then get slapped around at home by Boston. Yeah. And the Yankees won a game, right? No. Did the Yankees win a game? We won one in Boston, game. right? Yeah. Yeah, they won because Boston won it at home, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I think it was four. Uh, they won it in four. Won it in four. No, no, so they won it in New York. They lost one in Boston. They won both in the Bronx. Yeah, because it was a game after the 16-1 Yeah, it'd be 2-2 because they go 2-2-1. So two in Boston, two. Yeah. 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 But then, you know, so they lose to Boston in in pretty dramatic fashion at the end there. Uh, um, Giants. They can't get it together, and it's the same stuff over and over. Well, and now it's implosion time from within. You know, a lot of people, you know... A lot of Giants fans were happy. Eric Flowers was booted, and you know now now you look like now now he's getting a possibly getting a job with the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, 
and it, it's I, I hate to say it. I know Mock would disagree 100% if he was here, but I think I think Eric Flowers is going to have success elsewhere. I just do. Um, yeah, sometimes you get your, your It's one of those things where like, Eric Flowers was bad on the Giants, but the offensive line is bad as a whole. Right. And if Eric Flowers just, slides into a decent offensive line. There's always one person to blame. Right. And that's just how it is. And But the defense isn't playing well. No. Barkley is their one shining star right now. It's the same deal from Beckham. You know, he'll say something. Then he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to Well, now he's publicly this. criticizing Eli Manning. And not even, you know. And and, and we, talk, we talked about it. Or we didn't talk about it. Um, a lot of analysts have talked about it. I, I don't. I don't agree with him posting a thing about it with Little Wayne and that is, you're, you're an NFL athlete. Like Eli Manning is one of the most respected quarterbacks in football. The guy has won two MV or two uh, Super Bowl MVPs, right? Won both. Yes. Yeah. Won yeah. two Super Bowl MVPs. Has two Super Bowls. You know he, he's going to Canton one day, and you, you just don't have the. The respect to say it to your your quarterback or your coach, you know, um, I think the Beckham signing was more fear. Really, I, I think that's what I just I think that it was less about wanting you don't to have want to Beckham be on their team than to have Beckham be our worst enemy. Yeah, you don't want that guy to beat you, you right? Know? Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of implosion going on. Um. Still too early, early in the hockey season to be shitting on the Rangers or the Islanders, so that's good. <laughs> um, and then the Knicks fans are just Knicks fans. They did, they did release Noah though. He'll play again. Oh yeah, Timberwolves. Yeah, I, I see that. <laughs> no, they said they weren't going to go after him. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> all, all it takes is an injury to Carl Anthony Towns. Right. But they can say that all they want. He's there. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just. Uh, the loss of the Eagles definitely, a, I think, definitely a fork in the Giants' season. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I expected them to kind of. I think win, everyone did. I thought they were going to win big in Dallas. I think a lot of people had them pegged as a playoff team this year, because uh, you know you look at what happened last year. The defense played poorly, but they were on the field so much because of all the injuries. I mean, their three top receivers went down for multiple games. Um, they didn't have a run game going. You know, the one solid consistency was Eli. Um, and they're just not getting it done. And I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I still kind of. And you know something, too? I remember how big. I'm still having a hard time pointing the finger at Eli and saying he needs to go. Yeah. I don't want Eli to leave. I, I think that it's time that they start looking at the future without Eli. But I definitely don't think that he's. Like, I think if Eli leaves midseason or gets benched or whatever, I just think it's a, a backwards move. Yeah. And you know something, too? I remember we were talking the defense briefly. Everyone was so big on Lamb and Collins. You know, he had a, a big year. And really, he hasn't been sharp. No. He's played okay. Eli Apple. I mean, yeah, that, that's secondary. I mean, granted, they were rough. missing uh, what's-his-face there, the linebacker. Uh Blanking on his name. Who linebacker are we talking? Uh, uh, Vernon. Olivier oh, Vernon. Yeah, Vernon. Yeah, they, they, he was injured. That's you know, but it's 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 just it's just the same. It's like it's like the Dolphins. They were missing. I forget the, the name, but they were missing an offensive lineman, and he went down, and the offensive line completely went to sh- to shambles. And it's like Olivier Vernon. It's like yeah, like he's a big part of the Giants' defense. Don't get me wrong, but it's like 
if your defense is going to crumble that much when you lose a, a, a above average performing guy, what does that really say about your defense? You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. not, you know, like, like like if the Bears lost Mac, it definitely would be a big firepower miss for them. But they still have pass rushers. They have depth. They, they still, depth, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's still things to do. You know, it's like like when you look back at the Steelers' defense. Like if they had lost James Harrison, they still had Timmons. They still had all these right. guys that were able to do things and cover and all this stuff. Back in you know back yeah. in the, the defensive like, giants. To, to your point, that's the thing the Steelers are kind of missing now is that right. that depth. It, it, it's kind of shaky. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go to break. We won't we won't talk to any more New York uh, dumpster fire until it comes time to. Oh, we don't have to talk about the Giants because they already played. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so we'll come back next hour. Uh, we'll do some NHL talk. Yeah, uh, I have some fantasy questions I want to bounce off you. Yeah, we'll do some fantasy some fantasy talk. We'll do some NBA talk. We'll do some NHL talk. And then in the uh, we're going to be Facebook Live second hour or last hour? Uh, we can do second hour and third hour if you want. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll be Facebook Live for both hours. Um, last hour we'll do uh, Riddler's rankings. We're going to keep go- keep rolling with the That's Rank Power rankings. Just top ten, though. <laughs> and uh, obviously our, our picks for the week. Um, so we'll be back shortly. And now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm still joined by the Red Baron. Ran out of gas. And Rita. Hello. Light crowd here. (laughs) As seen by our video here, uh, where we have... Two getting sports with the drunk logos. <laughs> I mean, I could make it a three, but I don't know. I like the, the four. And Rita is off camera. It's a, it's above her, so you can't see her. But we're gonna uh, share the video and uh, please like. And uh, if you want to talk about what we're talking about, please get involved. We we, we want to know what you guys think about stuff. I mean, we can talk in, until we're blue in the face but you know yeah. give, give us some interaction if we're wrong call us on it you know we're not we're not we're assholes yeah right exactly and we'll admit when we're wrong always always that's what we do best um so we're back we got some NBA some NHL some fantasy to talk about this hour um NBA season's getting ready to tip off that's right. Um, having some issues with my phone. It's not charging. Oh. <laughs> Sad. How old's the phone? What's oh, new? Hold on. No, no, wait. It's it's updating. It's updating? Like like uh like the uh the one that takes like three minutes <laughs> it's a black screen. I don't know. Um Yeah, the NBA season's getting ready to tip off. Um got some intriguing matchups the game the, the opening night. Um and uh Did you share the link? I haven't found it yet. So we're in the process of sharing the link. Uh but you still listen to us. We're <laughs> we're live. We're live. <laughs> um so yeah, so we got some some intriguing things going on, uh NBA wise. Um there's all that stuff going on about Jimmy Butler. We followed. He wants out yep. of the Timberwolves. Um, his preferred destination, I guess, was South Beach. Um, but I guess they weren't able to get a trade done with the Heat. The Heat are uh, wanting to revisit trade options. Um, I guess the Timberwolves were also looking at potentially sending him to the Rockets, which would be huge. 
You figure Chris Paul, James Harden, Mello, and Butler. Um, but he's just been talking a lot of trash in Minnesota. You know, I think she was, remember, remember you're going on record saying something along the lines of, uh, like Carl Anthony Towns is the best player on the team. Wiggins has like the most God given talent, but nobody plays harder than him and he wants people to step up. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess there was a, a scrimmage where he took the entire bench, the, the, all the reserves, and it was him and four reserves versus the rest of the starters and they, they beat him <laughs> and stuff like that. He had some shit to say about the general manager and all that stuff. He's just not been a happy camper. Well, this is obviously not looking like uh, things are going to get done before the the season starts. I don't know. You think that's going to really affect Timberwolves? You, th- you know, that kind of stuff? I mean... No, I, I, I tend to believe that a team, like, what am I trying to say? Unlike, like, football and I guess perhaps baseball... And NBA has its its egos and all that, but it's kind of like stuff is said, and then they just move on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If Jim Butler wants out, then he's out. They'll they'll, they'll find him. A, like I don't, they have to trade him, right? Where is he? They wouldn't cut him. Like, like I, I wouldn't I doubt cut a caliber player. Like right? That. They'll they'll find a place for him to play. And there's players that you know whether it's because the draft is very important in the NBA. Mm-hmm. In the, Draft picks are a commodity. They'll they'll find a, a way to get him play somewhere else if the negative attention comes. And in turn, sometimes this stuff just blows over. And and like if he's getting the ball and and and, and they win, they win games. I, I feel like those comments like they they mean less. And you know when you winning kind of solves all problems. That's what I, I find, especially in basketball. You can't be mad when you're winning. You know. Right. Uh, so, yeah, opening night's Tuesday. It's 76ers Celtics to start. And then uh, Oklahoma City travels to Golden State for ring night. Yeah. So, I mean, very very much could be uh, the first look we get at the Eastern Conference Finals, 76ers and Celtics. Uh, we were talking about that last week, kind of. Um, ben Simmons is, you know, coming off his, his rookie year. Um. Joel Embiid has asserted himself as a dominant big man in the NBA. They've got some depth. Uh, Markel Fultz is supposed to be better than ever. Um, and the Celtics got their their full lineup ready to go. They got Big Al, they got Kyrie, and they got Hayward. And then they were able to really expose depth with some injuries last year. So they know they, they know what they're getting out of Jason Tatum and Scary Terry and Brown and Smart. So it's going to be two physical teams. Two very talented teams, uh, and two teams that know how to play defense. Mm. Um, could very, very likely see like a, a seventy-eight, eighty-two opening night score. Um, but is it just because they're on the West Coast? Because I thought that, that you win the championship, you do the ring ceremony. It's like the first game, but it's because on the yeah, West it doesn't Coast. always work that way in the NBA. Um, just because of that type of thing, and the the basketball. Much like, uh, like hockey, you know, being like, there's just so many teams and so many games played in a season, right? That it's kind of like you just got to get the games in when you well, get them. It's in. just kind of like I don't know. Like for basketball, I feel like it'd just be really annoying to have opening maybe one game, right? You know, and yeah, it's kind of <laughs> underwhelming, right? You know? Like it, you know, the games don't take as long as football games, stuff right. like that. So 
because they're on the West Coast, yeah, it wouldn't be it won't be the first game. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it really doesn't matter, you know, because not like in the NFL, the they don't do a ring ceremony at the NFL, do they? In well, the beginning before the game, no, because they get, they, the, they get the rings during the off season. And right, they, you, yeah. you go to the White House and you do that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, like they do the you know, well, the, the, NBA, the NBA hasn't been doing it, but. You know, you can do the White House visit and all that stuff, but they, they put the, you know, it's not like the NFL where they hang banners from the rafters. Right, like that's the extent they, of Right, uh, they raise the banners up and stuff like that. They have the trophy on, you know, on hand and all that stuff and and whatnot. It's just, I don't, I'm not really a fan of it, to be honest. I mean, I know as a, a, a fan of the team being at the game, it's probably really cool. Um, But I just feel like, I don't know, it's just, it's better being the other team. Like you're lined up for the national anthem, and then you just got to stand there and you right. watch. It's like, like I'm not saying it's like, like you know, like it could, like not that the it could have been us mentality or anything like that, but it's just like, it's like, it's a wicked cool off. You do your warm ups, and then you stand there for an extra twenty minutes while they do the ring ceremony and the raft, the banner raise, and all that stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah, no. it's very, very much a facade. I feel a little, um, a little much, but. Yeah. There we go. All right, so we're on Facebook Live now. Had some trouble getting it going. I don't know why, but we uh, should be good now. Make sure you you share that fun stuff, as I'm doing right now. Sure now. There we go. And uh, Carl is listening. Carl, please, please, you, chime, please chime in. I know Carl's a big uh, uh, fantasy, fantasy player. Hmm. So I... Uh, Pretty good, I hear. So we'll have to. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we need to go toe to toe with us. <laughs> with Stafford's grill. <laughs> yeah. Burning the meat. Speaking of uh, Stafford's grill, <laughs> J Mart, I feel sorry for you because this Sunday and Monday, I don't know what we're going to do to you, but we're going to serve you up a. See, there's nothing to serve up at a grill. I mean, the slice serve with slice is so perfect. I've, I've still, I've thought about it for days. I don't know what my threat's going to be. Uh, I used Bernie to a crisp, but that just sounded stupid. We're going to shish your kebab? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Maybe if we were a halal place. But uh, <laughs> not, not Stafford's Grill. We serve burgers here. Loti Nagata's Hawaiian getaway. Where we shish you a kebab. Yeah. Um... But there's there's other intriguing uh, matchups as well. Not on opening night, first first games of the season type of deal. Um, the New York uh, Knicks with some you know promising youth are taking on what's supposed to be a surprising uh, Atlanta Hawks team this year. Um, the uh, the weird thing is is like a lot of teams don't get their first game in until a team's second game. So, like, the Chicago Bulls, for example, are playing their first game of the season two days later from opening night against the 76ers. So the 76ers will be playing their second game of the season. The that's Bulls will be playing their first game. That's weird. Yeah. Um, Cleveland's going up against Toronto. It'll be interesting to see what the, the Cleveland look is going to be like. Um, in the second time post-LeBron era. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the, speaking of LeBron, they open up against the Trailblazers. Yeah, be interesting. Dame and uh, McCollum versus that the the new look Lakers team. Um, I'm also curious to see uh, the Timberwolves at the Spurs. Yeah, first time in the first time in long time we haven't had the big three in San Antonio. Any member of them? Yeah, with Ginobili's retirement, Duncan obviously retired 
your past. Uh, Parker's gone now. He's in Charlotte. So it's Greg Popovich, and we'll see what DeRozan can do. And to jump back real quick, we were kind of talking. Uh, this could be the last ride for, for Portland, right? And before they kind of, if they don't make a, like a splash, if you will. Souls made the predict the bold prediction that um, by the trade deadline, either Lillard or McCollum are gone. Do you kind of subscribe to that belief? or? Um, I think it would be more McCollum than Lillard. Yeah. Uh, I think, I just think that the Trailblazers would be asking too much for Lillard. I think it would be too high. Yeah. Profile of a trade to happen midseason. Um, I think that would either be more of an offseason deal or a walk in free agency. Ooh. Stash is tuned in. Stash? Yeah, Big game yeah. this week against yeah. the Chargers. Very exciting. You have to tell us where to talk some fantasy in a little bit. We're, gonna, uh, we're, we're doing the show for, for two hours of Facebook Live, so we'll do, we'll do matchup matchups. So if you can stick around, we're going to talk Browns for sure. Browns for sure. Um, Real quick, I was going to ask you about a Trailblazers quick. I mean, it's a team kind of, you think, a victim of uh, Golden State and, and, you know, kind of Houston coming to prominence? No? No. They're a victim of their own defeat. They haven't won a playoff game. Yeah. It doesn't... I I, I don't care who they face. On average, where kind of... They see kind of like in that 4-5? Yeah. They're they're, they're, really, really higher. They're they're a higher-end middle-of-the-pack team, usually. Um, They've had some some, some, some slumpy years, but... um, they're just a team that plays really hard and really well during the regular season, and then they just lose in the playoffs. Yeah. They just they just lose. They're like Toronto. They just can't. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Right. They're like the, the Toronto of the West. Yeah, know, they just don't get it done. In, they just don't get it done in the playoffs. Um, it's like the Bengals. Yeah, it's a shame too. It's an exciting team. I, I, yeah, it, just... it is. Um, but you know, they were my pick last year. I thought they were going to really get their woes out of the way, but they just yeah. went in and got swept. Um, I mean, I I think. If you can even call it a championship window that they had, I think it's closed. Um, I don't really know if it was really ever open. Um, just with the firepower in the West, I just don't know if they would have ever gotten it done. Um, but I can subscribe to the belief that, I, I don't know if by the trade deadline, but by the start of next season, I definitely think one of them is not there anymore. Yeah. Um, it's a shame. They're going to go into a rebuild. Uh which is what a lot of teams are going to do. The Lakers kind of did the, the the rebuild phase and then sped it up quickly with the LeBron edition. Um, yeah, <laughs> putting some lithium in the battery there, right. you know. Um, you know, but but Denver did a did a rebuild. Uh, essentially, uh, Utah did a, a mini rebuild there. Um, and a, a rebuild is really you know if you're a team that's not seriously contending for a championship. I.e., if you're not the Warriors, Lakers, or not the Lakers, I wouldn't even say the Lakers right now. I think that they could. I just don't know if that's they're the contenders. If you're not the the Rockets, Warriors, or Thunder, um, rebuild kind of the way to go in the West right now. You kind of want to. It's essentially the waiting game. You kind of want to wait for some of these big names to leave. Yeah, wait uh, out the boogie and. But the but the thing is, is you know, it's going to be interesting as to what happens because next year. I mean, I think win or lose, I think boogie's gone. He's on a one-year deal. I think if they lose, he leaves to get the money. If he wins, he gets his ring and leaves to get the money. Right. This was, I think, this was just a a ring thing, you know. Uh, there's a lot of talks about Anthony Davis ending up on the Lakers next year. Uh, there's talk about Clay Thompson not being on the Warriors next year, but you know, teams, you know, it, it, Lakers are a good option for him. You know, so it's it, these guys. It's it's tough. Because if they stay in the West and go to a high-powered team, 
it makes things a little more difficult, especially with a player like Anthony Davis who has a lot of years of dominance in his in his tank. Right. We haven't even seen everything from Anthony Davis yet, much like you haven't seen everything from Giannis. You know, they're that type of player. Um, it, it, outside of the 76ers and the, the Celtics, every other team, any other team that makes it to the finals is just playing to lose to the West. Yeah. I think the Celtics and the 76ers are the only two teams that kind of have the best chance to beat any team that does come out of the West, unless it's the Thunder. If the Thunder were to get hot, and they can, you know, they've got the most explosive point guard in basketball. They've got Paul George still. They've still got Steven Adams. Um, they added a little bit of depth. Um, if they were able to get on a hot streak and make it to the finals, I think other teams could fare a little bit better against them, like a Pacers team if they were able to get hot type of thing. Um the problem is I just I, I think we've reached a point where it's now that LeBron is out of the Cavs, um I, I think we're looking at seventy six or Celtics, Toronto, Houston, OKC, Golden State. Yeah. And it, it's pretty much gonna be those three teams kinda running the table. I think we're right. gonna see we have the potential to see six sixty win teams this season. Yeah, and it's it's evident like Atlanta's doing nothing fast. Well, they're supposed to be a surprise team this year, but I just don't. I don't think any team in the East, outside of those three that were mentioned, have the firepower to contend in a seven-game series. Right. I, and I agree. Uh, so I am extremely interested to see what Dwight Howard is going to bring for the Wizards. Well, I, that too, I was going to say the kind of what you were about to say, what you just did say. <laughs> I say Washington can be very exciting, perhaps. Yeah. John Perhaps. Wall, very explosive, very fast, uh, very good with the rock in his hands. Otto Porter, you know, very good three-point shooter, 3 and D kind of guy. Dwight Howard, if he can bring back some of that physical dominance, you know, that he kind of displayed in, in Charlotte. Um, I think that team could be uh, trouble for a lot of teams in the East. But, again, I don't think they have the firepower to withstand a seven-game series against the Celtics. Or the 76ers, and I sure as hell don't think they have the firepower to keep up in a, in a series with the Warriors or the Rockets. Yeah, no way. No way. I mean, the Rockets are definitely... Um, the Rockets, if they were able to, if they were able to land Jimmy Butler, would be huge. Because then you have now you, you have two lockdown defenders who can score the ball, and then two guys that can score the ball at will. Right. And Harden and Anthony. And then defensively, you'd have Butler and Paul. Because um, Melo's not a defender, Harden's not a defender... Um, they, uh, you know, the, the Rockets are kind of, you know, that Kansas City Chiefs of NBA where it's like, we're gonna, just going to score Scores more than score. you. Yeah, exactly. We're going to score more than you. The Drew Brees, the, you know, the Saints. Like, we don't really care what happens on the other side of the ball. We're just going to score more points than you. Yeah. Hey, and it's working. Has worked. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, like I said, I, I think we, I seriously think we, we two injuries don't happen. Um, I think Chris Paul and Kyrie Irving don't get hurt last year. I think we, I think we would have seen Celtics Rockets. So real quick, we far too often, and I like it. We do our way to other predictions. We're not doing that right now. We're gonna do the same for for NHL. But in your opinion, what do you think in these first couple of games? What's a sure thing? What's a sure thing to happen? It could be anything. In your opinion, what's like a, a for sure thing that's gonna happen in the first fifteen games that we're gonna see? Um. I think it's a for sure thing that the Rockets are going to get off to a hot start and after after 15 games be number one in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think we're going to see a lot of what we kind of saw last year. I, I I don't firmly believe. I mean, I know Cousins is there, but I don't I don't firmly believe that it, it's a lock in that the Rockets or that the Warriors are going to be the number one seed. I think that the, the Rockets have a lot of potential to to do really good things. Um. So. There's that. I think it's a for sure thing that the Lakers are not going to get off to a 15 and 0 start. I think that you know they. I think they might go you know eight and seven or something like that. I, I think that there's going to be some things to work out. Uh, NBA basketball is a lot different than preseason basketball. Um, and I think it's a for sure thing that the Celtics 76ers opening night game might be the best game that we see seen played played in the East through the early months of basketball. Maybe all yeah. the whole league. Um, other than that, not really sure. I think a lot a lot of stuff's up in the air. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see if Donovan Mitchell keeps his firepower from last year. Uh, there's a lot of questions about what the Wizards team is going to be like. There's questions about how uh, Kawhi is going to be returning from a year off of basketball. There's questions as to if, uh, you know, the Bulls are going to be able to su- surprise some people, not not in a one seed fashion, but you know maybe a four seed type of mentality. I mean, they did lose Markinen for an extended period of time, which is really going to hurt them. But they did get Jabari Parker. It, you know, are the Bulls going to become a, a defensive team, or are they going to try to be an offensive team like the Rockets? It's going to be interesting. Uh, a lot of questions about the Bulls. Actually, um, is Levine going to play to his contract? Is Chris Dunn going to, you know, be a defensive giant like he can be? Um. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of uncertainties, I feel like. Um, and it's going to be interesting. Um, I think, though, bold prediction for the first 15 games is I think Oklahoma plays spoiler to ring night. Yeah. I do. I think Oklahoma gets the job done. Steven Adams can play with DeMarcus Cousins. People like to think DeMarcus Cousins is a very physical guy. Mm-hmm. and But Steven Adams is quick. And he's also very physical. He's not going to get bullied down low. And Steven Adams has the quickness to follow Cousins around the court and keep him on defensive, uh, his his uh, toes when he's behind the perimeter, which is a lot of centers kind of lack. Like Dwight Howard cannot keep up with Cousins if he's running out to take threes. Right. Um. So I think he can give him fits. I think Paul George has the ability to uh, light it up. Um, it's going to be interesting. As to what happens, if I'm Steve Kerr for the first game of the season, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna make Oklahoma City show me and the rest of the West what their depth actually is, and I'm gonna put Clay Thompson on Russell Westbrook, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna leave Kevin Durant on Paul George. I'm gonna have Steph guard there too, because mm-hmm. um, I mean, if you can hold Westbrook and George to under forty points, where's the rest of the, where where are the points coming from? Right, because Cousins on the reverse side of it is no slouch on defense. Physical rim protector, and Stephen Adams is not a, 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 a twenty-five point offensive threat every night. So it'd be interesting, but I, I, I think Oklahoma's going to come out with a lot of firepower. I think that Oklahoma is ready to roll, um, and I would not be surprised if they played spoiler to to the Warriors. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's intriguing too, and it'll be interesting. Not to say that uh, Carmelo was a, a detriment to that team, but I think their own team is almost better without. If that makes any sense, Carmelo didn't fit that team, right? I that's guess not, that's what I'm trying to. Yeah, Carmelo. That's not the team that Carmelo needed to be on. Carmelo worked so well on the Knicks, even in the older age, because he was there was nobody else, and he doesn't need to have a nobody else type of mentality. Um, but Russell Westbrook's not a pass first guy. 
Um, he's not that he, not that he's a score first guy. He's just a well rounded guy. I mean, the average triple double two seasons in a row that obviously showcases yeah. that. Um, but like Paul George is a more like work the 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 defense with the ball in his hands kind of right. guy like Westbrook. Um, Westbrook is just better at finding the open guy when it kind of breaks down or something like that. Um, whereas in Houston, it's going to be more Chris Paul's the floor general, Harden's the first option, and Melo kind of has a little bit more of ability to play a shoot-and-catch kind of role. Right. Melo, get open. We pass it to you shooting. <laughs> and and Melo, Melo is still one of the best one-on-one players in the NBA, in my opinion. If he gets the ball in an ISO situation and he's got the ability to back somebody down into the wing, I'm still going to – I'm, I'm going to be perfectly fine with letting Melo take that shot, you know, the little fadeaway or whatever, the the step back. Melo has a very good mid-range, longer mid-range game, and he's still a very good one-on-one player. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see uh, how things go. Because Chris Paul is the best case for that because he's a floor general who's trying to find the open man. Whereas Russell Westbrook, you know, kind of has, you know, I like to, I like to attest, and not because they have similar <laughs> similar facial structures, but I like to attest him a lot to the Cam Newton. And yeah. it's just that Cam Newton is one of those players where he's looking for the play, but if he gets that little glimpse of window, he knows he's got the body to rush down and, and pick up five or six yards on the ground, and he's going to do that. Westbrook's the same type of thing. Westbrook, once he puts his eyes up the court and he sees that little hole in the defense that he can use his extreme power and athleticism to get through to the rim, he does it, and everything else becomes gray. Um, That's not Chris Paul's game, Um, so I think Melo will benefit more from playing with Chris Paul than he did from Westbrook. It was kind of how Melo played with Chauncey when he was in Denver. Chauncey was kind of a similar thing. Chauncey's a little bit better of a three-point shooter than Paul, but... Chauncey was not a expose the defense with my speed and power kind of guy. He was a floor general. Yeah, you know he he brought the ball up and he looked for the best the best situation. You know, Chris Paul and, and just like Chauncey Billups, like Jason Kidd, they were one of those people. They're, they're, they're those types of point guards where it's this pass, whether it becomes a second pass or a shot, is going to be the best chance for this team to score points on this possession. Yeah. Um. So. You know, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah. I think we're either going to see Melo have a really, really big bounce back year, or it's just going to be the same Melo, the same Melo we saw in OKC. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a gray area in between, really. Yeah. But a lot of great storylines moving forward. I think better than last year. I, don't know, I think more more stuff is interesting, and I, I think we're off to on, on Tuesday. That is, or we're going to be off to a a good start to the season. I'm excited for it. Well, and on top of it too. Um, it's always kind of interesting when you're going into a season with uh, drama like we have with Jimmy Butler. Right. Um, that at any given moment we could see Jimmy Butler shipped off to a team. Yeah. And once the season gets underway, it's going to open up a lot more things too because you look at a team like you look at last year, game one of the season, Hayward goes down with a knee injury. Right. All of a sudden, the Celtics become – Jimmy Butler wants to go where Jimmy Butler wants to go, but the Timberwolves, just like any organization in sports, they're not going to send you where you want to go. They're going to send you where they're going to get the best yeah, exactly. return. And so, not that the Celtics would be the option, but you know, you, you look at like, you know, look at a team like Portland. If Damian Lillard blows his ACL in Game One, and he's out for the season. 
the Trailblazers are willing to overpay a little bit for Butler now because they want to be able to contend in the West still. There you go. Yeah, for sure. So it, it shapes things up a little bit more. Not not to say that that's what the Timberwolves are waiting for. I just think that the Timberwolves haven't gotten the package they're looking for. Right. I think the Timberwolves want player return as well as future return. Um, because I just the Timberwolves just aren't there yet. They're not. They got a lot of really good young talent, but it, it's a lot of me players, mm-hmm. um, not team players. Yeah. Um, and. Jimmy Butler, I thought, was really going to fix that problem because he's not really a me player. He's a hard player. And Jimmy Butler, much like Kawhi Leonard, prides himself on defense. More so than his ability to score the ball. But if people aren't pulling their weight, yeah, it, it gets a little frustrating. So I could, you know. You feel for it. Yeah. You know, one time, Jimmy Butler, when he was on the Bulls with, with Thibodeau, yeah, there was a, there was a preseason game where Thibodeau played Butler all forty eight minutes of the preseason game in like two thousand like thirteen or something like that. Wow, damn, that's insane! Much playing the whole preseason yeah. game. I don't think he was like a, a starter at that point, but still. Yeah, I mean, God, the stamina. <laughs> forty minutes is hard to play, regardless. You think you think Houston's going to get it done this year? Do I want them to? But I just think Golden State, Golden State. They're your team. Houston's your team. You're not a Knicks fan. You're you're a Rockets fan. You know, I'm I'm very conflicted. No, just be here's the thing. You've never followed the Knicks. I did for no. like two years. You've never been a, a Knicks follower. You've known players on the team, but you liked the ridiculous ones more than you ever liked the good ones. <laughs> yeah, but I loved it when Carmelo came over with Stoudemire and Billups. That was that was fun. I should know if Billups and Stoudemire ever played together. I don't think I don't think they did. I think Billups was only there for a year. But I don't know. I think you should be a Houston fan. Yeah, but then it seems like I'm a front runner. No, you're not. I would not call you the bandwagon fan because you've always been a huge supporter of Houston. Right. Your second favorite NFL team is the Texans. No. They're all, my favorite second favorite team is the Bills. Oh yeah. I have a lot of NFL teams. You either love them or you hate them. Yeah. Are and you indifferent about any team? Forty ers I kind of like the Forty ers ish. The teams I really hate are the Patriots and Ravens. Packers. And I hate the Packers because the Packers are the Patriots of the NFC. But True. other than those three teams, everyone else is, they're okay. <laughs> you know. Well, and I like, I like not just because you're here, I like the Bears. Because the Bears and Steelers have a very similar, not so much now, but they had a very similar, you know, style of football. <laughs> Ground and pound. Yep. Now, air everywhere for Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> air, air everywhere. everywhere. Trubisky's wearing his lucky sleeve again. He Is wore he? he wore his sleeve for whatever reason against Tampa Bay, and like everybody was like, "You gotta wear it. You gotta wear it again." I was like, "Don't make it a thing." But here I am. I'm I'm wearing my Jared Allen jersey for the umpteenth time because I didn't wear it week one. I wore it week two. They won. I wore it week three. They won. I wore it week four. They won. I was like, I didn't wear it for the bye week. I'm like, that's fair. I, listen, I I have my things too. Real quick, shout out Uncle Bob and Mike Hatfield, both listening. Yes, thank you. thank you. Thank uh, you. Be sure to chime in on the chat if you guys have anything. Um. Yeah, NBA-wise, uh, there's a lot of intrigue, but I think it's an all-for-not type of deal. None of the intriguing storylines, for me, are for teams that are pretty much shoe-ins. There's not really an intriguing story. The intriguing storyline for the Celtics is, what is the Celtics team with Gordon Hayward? Right. Hey, we- but they're still going to be good, regardless. Right. It doesn't matter. They were still a top team yeah. without him. 
So they're going to be a top team with him. Not necessarily a one seed. Sixers can surprise people. But, like, the Sixers, like, what is the improvement from Ben Simmons and Fultz? What what are they going to do having tasted success? How are they going to be as a much more mature team now? But it's not going to change where they're going to finish. They're not, you know, the Sixers, they're, they're not going to be a team that's going to finish as the seventh seed in the East. And it's, at this point, it's like, now we expect this. Right, like okay. Toronto. Like, the intriguing thing like, is how is Kawhi Leonard going to play with Toronto? How is he going to play with Lowry and, and the rest of that team and, and coming off of not playing basketball for a year? But, but Kawhi Leonard's still going to be good. Right. You know, he may not be the first 10, 20 games of the season, the Kawhi Leonard we saw in San Antonio, but he's still going to be good. He's still going to be NBA All First Team potential, so you know it's the same like the same thing with the Lakers. Like the Lakers, they're they're going to make the playoffs. LeBron makes any team that good. He yeah. they're going to make the playoffs. You know the Warriors are going to be a top team. The oh, the Rockets are going to be a top. How's Melo going to fit in? They're still going to be a top team. Yeah. How how I mean they didn't they didn't get worse by adding Melo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and anyone who, who and Mike D'Antoni is not going to be afraid to bench his ass. Yeah. Um. The Warriors, five All-Stars starting lineup. How are they going to fare with all the egos on the team and blah, blah? They're going to still win. They're going to do great. You know? So for me, the intriguing storylines are more so for teams that have the surprise potential, but aren't pro- probably are not going to make a splash when June comes around. Right. How is Donovan Mitchell going to play in his second year? That's an intriguing storyline for me. How is Jason Tatum going to fare now that he has potential bench qualities, he might be a bench guy going at some point in the season. How's, you know, how are the Bucks going to do without Jabari Parker? How's Jabari Parker going to do with the Bulls? Is he going to play defense? Is, you know, is, are the Bulls going to be a surprising team? Are they going to finish a, a four or five seed? You know, are they going to be able to win games without marketing? Those are intriguing storylines. Yeah. But, we got Carl saying uh, Lakers going to be NBA champs. And I can, I'm going to root for that. I, I think there's, like, we talked LeBron on your team. <laughs> I'll say it now. And, it, you know, and uh, you know, I wish Jeff and Kyle and, and Mock and stuff like that. If LeBron James and the Lakers win the NBA Finals this year, LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. And I, I, I'm not going to have the debate now. You guys can chime in on the chat if you want. We'd love to hear your comments. We can th- we can briefly talk about them. I-, I don't want to get into the LeBron James Michael Jordan debate. It- it's a debate for fans. It's not a debate for the sport. It-, it is two different eras of basketball. There are two different types of players. Um, you know, my my whole big argument on on the subject is just what would Michael Jordan have been like with LeBron James's build, and what would LeBron James be like with Michael Jordan's build? I'm not saying that LeBron would be worse and Jordan would be better. Just they're two different types of players. Yeah. Um, but in terms of overall success and, and accomplishments, if LeBron James wins the championship with the Lakers this year in the West, he's the GOAT. Yeah. That'd be really cool, too, for as a fan you know, standpoint. Uh, you've got three teams, and you go to the finals and, and, and win. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if he wins or not, but to go. And I think if he goes this year, I think it's a decade straight of LeBron in the finals. That's crazy. I think it's a decade straight. Because he went four. Because he went to the finals his last year with the Cavs. Yep. And they lost. To the Mavericks? To San Antonio. 
Was it yeah, San Antonio? I think so. Then he, he then he went to he, then went to the Heat, lost the Mavericks. That's right. Then he beat the Thunder. Then he beat the Spurs. Then he lost to the Spurs. Then he went back, back. to Cleveland. Lost to the Warriors. Beat, beat the, the Warriors. Warriors. Lose to the Warriors. Is that right? <laughs> the time goes by, you know. He lost. Did he lose to the Warriors twice, then beat the Warriors, then lost to the Warriors? No, I thought it was. It's, it's been what three years in Cleveland now? Or was three years in Cleveland? Was it three? I thought it was loss, win, lose. Yeah, it might be. It might be. Yeah, Carl saying ten straight finals. Uh, Peter saying Jordan did it with one team. Period. <laughs> hating, on, hating on LeBron. <laughs> My thing is too is just and shout out to Peter. Thanks for tuning in. Also, shout out to the Mass. Happy birthday, Chris Massey. Yes, here. big two six golf clap. Golf clap. Um, but yeah, ah, eh, I don't know. Because the, the the thing is, is like it, whether he does it with one team, whether he did it with one team or five teams, you never did it alone. I mean, that's the thing is like last year, LeBron didn't have Kyrie, Kevin Love didn't play outstanding in the finals, and the support was terrible, and LeBron lost. That okay it, against the Utah Jazz, if Michael Jordan went to the finals, if Pippen didn't play, and they lost Dennis Rodman. Michael Jordan would probably lose to the Jazz. Nobody's that good. There's no NBA player in NBA history that's good enough to win a game by yourself, a seven-game series by yourself against the, uh, the, the, the next best team. It's just not possible. Well, it's the point you're, you're making is a seven-game series. Like, yeah, yeah, one game you can take over a game, pull you the tide in your way. <laughs> but seven games and it's seven game series. It's just not possible. Nobody's doing it by themselves. End of story. I I, I, can, I can agree with that. I, I it's, it's hard. About, at some point, you're playing back to back. And I'll say it against the, the anti Jordan thing because I've always been pro Jordan on the, the Jordan Lebron debate. I, I I just I have been no bias on it. I just think I just that's my opinion. Um, but one thing that would really kind of silences debate a little more would be we never got the chance to see Jordan in the finals without Pippen. Would he have gotten it done without Pippen? Right. Would he have? That's the question. And Jordan didn't hit every game winning shot in those finals. Jordan was not the sole reason they won every, every finals games that he was in. It, so it's yeah. just, no, nobody's doing it by themselves. Nobody, yeah. no, nobody in the world is going to do it by themselves. It's just not possible. Yeah. Well, we're, we're excited. We'll see. We'll see what yeah. LeBron and the Lakers do. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, ooh, just got the update. Brock Osweiler is starting for the Dolphins. Whoa. Ryan Tannehill has been scratched. Shoulder injury. Brock Magic. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I God, we're going to lose. The Bears are going to lose. He's 2-0 against the Bears. <laughs> He's two. He's got six wins on his career. Two of them against Chicago. You can't stop the Brock mania. Yeah, quick, pick him up. Pick him up and finish <laughs> Start him. Uh, touchdown, city bitch. Brock. Okay. Brock Lesnar. Yes. Yes. Okay. Back to the football and all that stuff. Um. So. Um. I want to talk NHL, but we're gonna save it for next week. Um. I want to sure? get. Yeah. No. I want to get a little more stuff under under our belt, and we're not gonna lie to the listeners. Outside of me, it's a little shaky. We get some yeah. homework in. Um, and we're going to have a more full cast next week. It's going to be hard for you and me going back and forth and just asking. <laughs> Fair. 
But because well, and also we're we're up against the break. We got we got about uh, eight minutes before we go to break. Um, and you had some fantasy questions, so I want to get yep. into those because then we got to do our top ten our rankings and pickums next hour. Yes. So we talked about this, you and I, but I just wanted to bring it to the show. So I'm, I'm in a tough spot. I've had a very bad year. Didn't draft so great, but I I, I just feel you should it. trade me Golden Tate. I I might. I will give you nothing. <laughs> But, you know, the, and I still believe there's a, there's a lot of luck in fantasy. Yes, you got to be logical, but I think there's a lot of luck. Souls disagrees with this, that there's no luck involved, and you're got to be, you know, a slave to fantasy. I disagree with that. But, regardless, I don't think my team's that good. I was not happy with my draft. But we were discussing uh, Yeldon or Cohen. Well, and the thing was, and the reason this discussion happens is you got to give them all the details, is you, you played Sterling Shepard. Yep. Thinking that, you know, Philadelphia's and, been rough. And the and the, the the mistake you made in playing Sterling Shepard was that he was in your flex, or he was in your wide receiver spot, not your flex. Right. Which meant Cooper Cup is in your flex. Right. So Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. So shout out to the mass. But because of that, you now have to choose because you got David Johnson. Who are the Cardinals playing this week? Cardinals are playing Minnesota. Minnesota. Which is now, a so good defense. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to throw you out on a limb here. I say you bench David Johnson and you start Yeldon and you start Cohen. You have nothing to lose. You're 0-5. <laughs> That's right. You're only not in last because of point differential. And I love it. I think you play Cohen and you play Yeldon and you sit David Johnson. He hasn't done anything for you yet this season. And he's going up against a stout defense that looks like they might have found their stride a little bit. And the one aspect of that defense that hasn't been the same since last year is their pass defense. The run defense has still been solid. Now, what, what are your feelings, though, as Johnson kind of being like that dual threat receiver You're back? playing, but the two guys that you're playing are also dual back threats. Right. And Yeldon is the option in Jacksonville, who's going up against Jacksonville Dallas. Jacksonville playing Dallas, yeah. Who also has a good run defense. So that's to be taken away. But check down options, Bortles... Down the field might not be the greatest. Um, I think the Bears are really going to try to run the football against the Dolphins. And I think that that's going to bode really well for Jordan Howard because he's more physical back. But I think that that's going to, if they find early success in running, they're going to try to set up for play actions. And Cohen's going to be the guy in there for that. Um, I know. That's my big thing. I worry that Cohen is going to find his stride like during this period of time. Coming off a hot game. Rested if up. I were in your shoes, I play both. I bench Johnson. It's probably the wrong decision. If Kyle was here, he'd probably rip on me for it. I'd love to hear what Carl has to say. Um, I, I just, I see, and I—that's the problem I'm facing because I do agree that the Cowboys are no slouch on defense. Uh, Minnesota is Minnesota. But it's like, it's the type of deal. Now, I didn't draft David Johnson. The other thing, too, is Minnesota has the potential to go out to a big lead, but not a blowout lead, which is going to cause them to throw the football. And I don't know that they're going to be looking at check down routes. It, it's tough. Um, I, it, it, it's really rough. Uh, if I really had to pick, if you want to start David Johnson, I say you go Cohen. I think Cohen has more... Big ripoff potentials. I think he's got more uh, short yardage into big gain potentials. I think Cohen has more potential than Jordan Howard to get the touchdowns this week. Um, the run defense for Miami is not good. Um, 
and I think the Bears, you know, Osweiler, knowing what we know about Osweiler, knowing what we know about Miami's 30th or whatever ranked offense, um, and the Bears such a top-notch defense with a shaky offensive line for the Dolphins and an amazing pass rush for the Bears, and pass rush is one of those defensive things that travels really well, you know, mm-hmm. you know, defensive callings, things like that don't travel well. But pass rush calls well because the good pass rushers, Akeem Hicks, Leonard Floyd, Khalil Mack, those guys line up and they know what their job is. It's to hit the guy that's got the football. Right. That doesn't change. So real quick, uh, shout out Dave Sanderson. Morning. Hello. He's listening. Uh, Carl is playing Cohen, and I think he agrees with you. I think Cohen, he's going to have – Carl, you saying play Cohen and Yeldon? I mean uh, – Cohen, Cohen and, and Johnson Yeldon. or Col- Cohen and Yeldon? And uh, Peter Rooker, Cowboys, do drink Modelo. Uh, it's a special. Uh, muchos buenos Modelo. Please stop. <laughs> Peter, I, Peter, <laughs> I owe you. <laughs> Peter, I left my beer on the counter. I owe you a couple Miller 64s. Oh. Um, so you got Johnson, he says Johnson's been no good. So I, I, I'd I, say Yeldon and Cohen. I'd say you take a shot. I think it's your best chance to get your first yeah, one of the season. You're right. I'm 0-5. What do you it, got to lose? No, I'm not, yeah. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna go do that when we when we hit break. I'll uh, that's but this has been killing me because though I've been having a terrible year, I've not been in a situation where it's like, oh crap, I should have played this guy because my bench has been injured and awful. So, no. so I've never been in a situation like, oh, I should have played this guy, with the exception of so I, I played. Well, and you, you have the benefit too of, of only having one more week of potentially having this issue because Bell looks like he'll be suiting up week eight. Right, and like, and I I know James Conner's been good. But the Steelers are not the Steelers are not in a position to say fuck you to Bell, right? And even if they win this week, and like I was telling you, I I just want the opportunity to be like to have the dream of two years ago having Bell and Johnson. Because I mean, it would have been unstoppable two years ago. It's the not- problem is when that was a when that was a legitimate threat. You had Carson Palmer, an established quarterback who could throw the football down the field under center, and you had. Larry Fitzgerald, who was his favorite target, and then Brown was catching the football. They had Jermaine Gresham, who, I mean, not, not the saying that these guys are studs. Well, Fitzgerald is, but not saying that the other guys are studs, but they were they were chain movers. They could they catch the football. Right. They could get down the field. They could run routes. So Palmer had options, which opened David Johnson up. Right now, the Cardinals don't have options. So realistically, your game plan against their offense is to go in and stop David Johnson. Yeah, that's a good point. You the, like in, in theory, if you went in and you played like you know, I, I'm trying to think of a linebacker like a Ryan Chazier type of linebacker, someone that can hit the gap. I know he's not playing, obviously, but someone who can hit the gaps on, on a run stop and someone who's got speed to run to the outside in the pass option. You could theoretically just say, "Hey, like a Luke Keekley or or, or or like a Danny Trevathan." You go out there and say, "You're playing man coverage on John Johnson all game. Whatever whatever scheme we call up." It doesn't apply to you. You are guarding Johnson, and theoretically, that could pretty much you could pretty much shut out Arizona by doing that if you have a good yeah. enough linebacker. And Arizona has been shut out this year. Yeah, already. I think so. they were shut out once. Yep, they were shut uh, out once, and then they put up 14 points in the first quarter against the Bears, and then had three yeah. scoreless. You know, they don't I, have the offense. They don't I, have any firepower. Yeah. I'm convinced if Johnson goes off, whatever. I have nothing to lose. Like you said, I'm on five. What's zero and six? Exactly. Right. As long as I have more points than Tyler. Screw you, Tyler. You wouldn't trade with me. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go to break. we got to do uh, the Riddler's rankings when yes. we come back. It's going to be the uh, That's So Rank Top 10 Power yep. Rankings. We've got some changes from last week. 
yeah. And uh, so score predictions. Stay with us. It's a real quick break. Real quick break. So don't don't go anywhere. And now, back to getting sports with drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm still here with the Red Baron. Yeah. The hostess Cupcake and Rita. Hi. Uh, so yeah, we're back. Uh, NFL hour. Um, power hour. Top power 10 hour. Uh, Riddler's rankings. Uh, top 10 power rankings. That's so rank power rankings. Now that's rank. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to get you like a, like a sound bite. I know. We, we, we should get like a, we'll have to get Peter involved too, uh, like a hotkey button. Mm. Just <laughs> Definitely got to get that on there. Yeah, yeah, the, the radio horn. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we'll start off with the power rankings. If you, if you listened last week, um, we did a full 32-team power rankings. We're obviously not going to do that every week. Um, uh, we can discuss a little bit the power rankings. Uh, we're not going to go as in-depth because yeah. um, I, I kind of gave the, the, the basis right. of, of all of them, the, the offensive and defensive ranks mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I think that the top 10 is what's important. Right, exactly. The top 10, those are, those are your playoff teams. Um, as of, you know, not necessarily, right. you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean they're week, in the playoffs. Week to week. Now, but, week to week. Right. So, I'm going to go ahead and start. Uh, so, at number 10, I have the LA Chargers. Finally got, got into the crack in the top 10. They're at 3 and 2. Um, they, they, they played well last week. Um, Plus a couple the, of turnovers. Mm-hmm. They're on the they're on the rise. I think they're at three in a row now, right? I think they went zero and two to start the season. They lost to the Chiefs and then they lost to. Remember who else they lost to? I think they're three. I think they're three in a row though now. Yeah. Um. They're they're on the rise. Philip Rivers is finding the stride. I think it's going to be good. A good good season for them. I don't know if playoffs is in the hopes. Um. Uh. At number nine. Um. Normally, I, I, if I were to do a power rankings, I don't like to move teams that were on a bye. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I did. Uh, uh, sorry, not yet. My bad. Wrong rankings. Uh, at number nine, I have the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I had them drop a lot. Um, teams are kind of stagnant, honestly. Yeah. Uh, they did play the Chiefs, an undefeated football team. But Bortles went out and just duck-egged it, played terrible. Defense, forced turnovers, but got exposed. Um, They're just, I, I still think they're the best team in the AFC South, but they are just, I don't know, they just don't look like the Jacksonville Jaguars team I thought they would look like this in the season. And I'm not taying Bortles is the reason, because I didn't expect a lot from Bortles. But yeah. Well, I, listen, they, they, they talked, uh, that corner there, I can't think of his name, Ramsey. talked a lot of shit. Yeah, and, I think know. a lot of it has to do with the missing pieces of Fournette. Um, yeah, it's a big piece for them, but I'm just not sold on Jacksonville. They fall down to nine for me. Um, I think they're a good team. Um, I think that they're very easily going to crack back in the top five, maybe after this week. Yeah. Uh, showing I, with Dallas, I who think, knows? I think we agree that that division is kind of theirs. I mean, Houston could possibly make a, a splash. Houston but... could make a splash. Tennessee keeps winning close games. Um, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you win games. All that matters is results. Um, but I, I had them. I had them spiral. I don't remember I had them last week. I think I had them at they, three. They, yeah, they were up there. Yeah. Um, but they they spiraled down for me. Um, number eight for me is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they had a 
pretty uh, impressive win last week. Um, going into Philly. Yeah. Going into Philly. Kirk Cousins had that big pump-up speech beforehand, <laughs> doing Kirk Cousins things. Yep, you know. Um, but it's looking like the offense is is keeping stride and the defense is starting to find their identity a little bit, uh, which makes poise for a very impressive uh, NFC North bout down the roads. So that, that'll be a very interesting. Um, number seven, this is where I had the buy switch around. Um, I had the Bears go from six to seven. Now, they didn't do anything bad to go down a rank. Uh, but it's just that with, with teams jumping up and jumping down and whatnot, I just felt that there was uh, other teams that deserved right. that spot. Um, I still think that they're a very good football team, three and one. So I have, in, in my opinion, uh, the the best uh, front seven in defense. Um, I, I don't think anybody this season is going to be able to run on them. I don't think anybody's going to be able to feel comfortable in the pocket against them. Um, and that's really all I got to say because they, they didn't play last week. Um Number seven for me is the, uh, or number six for me is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Joe Mixon went out and didn't miss a beat. Had his injury, came out, played hot. Bengals continued to play hot. Um, handed the Dolphins their second loss in a row. Had a come from behind victory, and their defense was absurd. It was absurd. Two defensive touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Pretty pretty impressive. Uh, number five for me is the Carolina Panthers, which I think is where I had them ranked last week. No, I think they jumped up. I, I got multiple, I multiple I gotta, sheets here. <laughs> I got to write these down. Uh, oh, I forgot my laptop, which is the problem. Um, but the Carolina Panthers, I mean, they went out and they, they played a hard, gritty football game against the Giants. Uh you know, Graham Gano was able to pull it out, 63-yarder, tying the longest uh, game-winning field goal, I think, in NFL history. Yeah. Um, but they, they went out, they looked good, they played well on defense. Uh, you know, any any mistake the offense made, they made the Giants' offense make the same mistake. And they, they just played a really gritty, hard football game, and yep. they, they look like they're, they're ready to, to compete in that division against some, some high-powered offenses. Uh, number four, jump up, New England. Yeah, it's inevitable. You, you win big, you know, don't commit mistakes. Yeah. You're going to jump. Um, they, they jumped up even though when I did the power rankings, they had played their Thursday night game, so they haven't played a game yet. Right. But just with the, the, the moves up and down, um, the Patriots are just looking like Patriots again. They got Julian Edelman back. Gronk's healthy. Um, and I, 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 Gordon's going to become the greatest receiver in NFL history. I, I, think, there's a, I think there's a lot of potential that we're going to see – New England, if they can beat Kansas City at the two spot next week, yeah, they, 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 the Kansas City's defense is not that great, and with Edelman back, there's a lot of passing options for for Brady and company. Uh, number three, welcome to the top three New Orleans Saints. Hey, uh, Nola, and the reason they jumped up uh, as high as they did for me was obviously the offense put up points. Drew Brees doing immaculate things, breaking records, but the defense played well. The defense, granted, the, the Redskins are not a high-powered offense, but they played well. They held them. They limited them to points, uh, a few amount of points, and they, they just they played well all around defensively. You know, not spectacular, but not bad. Um, and but that's a big improvement from where they have been playing. Uh, number two is still the Kansas City Chiefs. 
they went in and they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they, you know, I, I, I had them poised to potentially climb up the ranking, um, beating such a good defense, but they committed some turnovers. Mahomes threw his first pick. Yep. Um, the defense played better. Um, they still put up a lot of points, but at the end of the day, the Rams are still number one because the Rams showed that, you know, they don't, they can go up against a team in a nit grit situation and get it done. Yeah. And Pete Carroll said that he was going to run the ball 30 times and he did. And they were in that game with the Rams all the way through. And it, it took a, it took a, a golf QB sneak for, or not QB sneak, but a golf rush right, yeah. for on a fourth down. Right. Yep. To, to seal the victory for them. Um, but the, the Rams just keep showcasing that they're, they're, they're lights out on all aspects of the football, yeah. all three phases of the game. They're playing well. Well, yeah, and I, I like that rankings let now. That's rank. Um, I like that, and it's no no question. <laughs> if you're undefeated, you're going to find yourself in the, the top positions, and I, I think at this point I I find the Rams to be kind of more complete than Kansas City. Um, it, it, call it what you want. You know, and the, the defense in Kansas City has not been super sharp, but they've played well enough. Tonight is the big test. This is – New England is, is not going to – Traditionally, he's not going to lay an egg. Mm-hmm. So, th- this will kind of if they if Kansas City finds a way to win, perhaps next week, maybe we find them in the number one spot. But Rams, they keep on rolling. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that that brings us into the the games for this week. Dun 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 dun. ESPN. ESPN. <laughs> oh, God, private suck. <laughs> so if we ever bring it back, it's going to be rough. Isn't we had to pay our dues on it too? <laughs> yeah. Everyone just gets a mag. All right. Uh, so can I make o- predictions? Oh, absolutely not. Yes, yes, you can. Uh, one o'clock game. First game up. The two and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road against the one and four Atlanta Falcons. You want to take it? Want me to take it? What, how do you want to do it? Uh, we'll switch back and forth. Okay. All right. So when you go first, you go first. Read in the middle. I'll finish up, and then we'll snake it. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, this is what I'm seeing. You know. Tampa Bay jumped out big. Fitzmagic, blah blah blah. The magic appears to be gone. Yep. You know. Well, he is gone. He's on the right. bench now. But I mean, the the, the overflow of magic where the, the team was clicking that seems to be gone. Um, Atlanta is in a rough spot. Uh, very much kind of like the way, kind of like the Pittsburgh of the NFC. The defense not playing very well. Julio Jones kind of an absent. He he's getting targets. He's getting yards, but absent in the end zone. Kind of much like last year. Uh, but I think Atlanta has Tampa Bay's number today, uh, for the reason only being James Winston, his first actual, this is his start. He played last. Yeah, he played the second half. Yeah, but this is his first start. I think it will kind of be rusty, if you will. And I think Atlanta wins today, very close, 23-17. I think Atlanta wins, but I think it's 32-28. 32. Taking a page out of my book. What does it have to be a safety? You could add up to that. You know how many extra points get missed? Kickers have been atrocious this year. Oh, big time. Uh, I got the same mindset. I think Atlanta has their number for for this game. Um, I just don't... I I think the the Bucks are on a a downward spiral. Uh, But uh, with that being said, though, a very high-scoring affair. Uh, Yeah. Shoot out two of the two of the five worst pass defenses in football. Yeah, very true. Uh, and Winston can sling the ball. He's got he's got options, and 
Evans, uh, Simpson, Dean Jackson, yeah, Dean Jackson, OJ or OJ Simpson, OJ Howard. <laughs> Simpson comes out of retirement. Um, uh, I expect a lot. To, I expect to see a lot from these receivers. Uh, I expect to see big days from all of the receivers. To be honest with you, uh, if you have any Bucks or Falcons, I'm starting them. Um, Except OJ Howard, think, that bum. Huh? Except OJ Howard, that bum. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the Falcons, I, th- I do think they pull it out. I think they win 38-35. Be a good game. Would be a good game. Would be a good game. All right. Uh, Panthers-Redskins. 3-1 Panthers visiting the 2-2 two two Redskins. Um, so, the Redskins have not been bad on defense. I'd like to be noted. Uh, I think a lot of people just assume they have. But they haven't. They've been pretty good on defense. Offensively, Alex Smith's taking care of the football. Um, Adrian Peterson's going to be a go. Um, they're missing, you know, unfortunately, on the offensive side of the football, Doxon being injured. Uh, I don't, not 100% sure on what Paul Richardson's availability is. What's Thompson got hurt, right? Is he, is he good to go? Yeah. I think he's good to go, but yeah, I, think I think he's... Yeah, I think so, too, but it's just, it's, it's just a mediocrity of weapons. It's not anybody that, you know... You Nobody's know, that's special. the guy. And they don't have the quarterback that you say that's the guy. So it's like, it's hard to pick the Redskins. I think the Redskins make it close. Uh, I think the Panthers' defense is, is better than they were to start the season. I don't think they're there yet. Uh, but Cam Newton's going to find ways to make plays. Christian McCaffrey is really their only threat. But I think the big factor is, even though it's going to be a very limited snap count, Greg Olson's suiting up this week. Really? Yeah. I didn't, I, they, they gave him the go. I think they're going to give him some very, very limited snaps because it's already been no- noted, I think, I'm pretty sure in the injury report that he's going to re- be receiving a foot surgery at the end of the season. They're so I think they're going to really nurse screw, it back. His foot and... <laughs> I think they're going to nurse it back until they, they, they in a game where they need him. Um, but I, I think he still makes a difference. I think he makes a big, couple big catches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I can't see the Redskins pulling it out. I just don't think they have the firepower. Um, but I, I don't think it's by any means a shootout. I don't think it's a, a highly high contested score game. I think the Panthers pull it out. Call it twenty four seventeen. I'm gonna go opposite because I know nothing. That's so not I'm gonna true. Say Redskins, you know, almost nothing. Redskins win. Um, I was gonna say twenty one seventeen. Okay. I agree, Riddler, a lot with what you said. Um, I just kind of anticipate Washington kind of going through a skid right now for, mm. for no reason. I just I think maybe New Orleans was kind of the, the, the thing that kind of derailed whatever momentum they had, and they'll kind of skid for a, a game or two. And I think the Panthers is not the game you want to follow up after <laughs> going against the Saints. Uh, 27-17, Carolina. Okay, all right, all right. Uh Next up, the two and three Seattle Seahawks visiting the one and four Raiders. Yeah, this game has the potential to be nothing special <laughs> whatsoever. I you know it's really weird. That's a one o'clock game. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, those those fans got to get there early today. You know, <laughs> beer sales early. They're they're doing what we're doing. It's weird that that's a one o'clock game, but like we'll get to it. But Baltimore and Tennessee is a four thirty game. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like those. <laughs> yeah, every so often though, they'll have a because that. It's, it's three hours behind us out in yeah. – so it's uh, – fans are getting to the stadium. And, yeah. 
That's that's crazy. I, I'd actually like to experience that in person. Yeah. I don't know why. It would be just like what we do. We're right, exactly. Drinking at 10 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, except at a football stadium. Yeah, and probably angry. <laughs> yeah. um, Raiders, got to win. You know, Gruden gave that speech like I thought he would. And uh, uh, they, they found it within themselves to get it together. I think that was kind of uh, just a... Gruden said the right things, and they did the right things to back it up. Seattle, they're not playing angry. Seattle's playing Seattle football, which uh, Pete Carroll style, he plays, he coaches well enough to win. I'm not saying he's a great coach. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. He just, he plays Pete Carroll football. He, he sticks to his guns, so I respect him for it. Uh, I, I have Seattle winning. Uh, like I like I said, I don't think this game is going to be, I could be wrong. I think this game is going to be nothing special. I think it's going to be weird. Uh, we'll call it 1917 Ew. Seattle. Yeah, I and not even like a kicker's duel. This <laughs> is like like you said, like missed extra points. Oh, man. I, this is gonna be ugly. I feel. Mm. I think it's going to be a very low scoring game, but I secretly want John Gruden to win just one game. He did. He did last week. Okay, so maybe just two games, but I think it's gonna be fourteen to six. God. Oh, really low scores. Um, no extra point. I think is this uh, this is a uh, Lynch's first time going in back Seattle. Yeah. Well, they're home. Well, I guess what I meant, like facing off. Yeah, Raiders are home. Yeah, but I think it's their first time facing off. Um. Uh. See, I go. I I, I don't think it's going to be anything special either. But I, I think Seattle runs away with it. Yeah. I think Seattle wins. 28, 17. Uh, you know, I just think that I, I don't think Oakland's defense is anything special at all. I think that Pete Carroll is going to continually run the ball like he's been doing, and they've been finding success doing it. And I think that they're going to be able to rip up Oakland's defense. And I think that Russell Wilson's going to be able to have his way with the, the, the secondary. Um, and I think that Derek Carr has shown this season that he's not careful with the football. And even if Seattle's defense isn't a top 10 defense anymore, they're getting turnovers. Yeah. I mean, for our sake, I hope we're wrong. It's like a, a, a shootout, but I, I don't know. I just yeah. I don't see it going that way. All right. Uh, next, we got the 3-1 and one Chicago Bears visiting the 3-2 and two Miami Dolphins. Two teams moving in very opposite directions. Um like I said, we just got the update that Brock Osweiler is going to be starting for the Dolphins. Um, there is intrigue in it because Adam Gase, you know, he he was the guy that, even if it wasn't a lot of greatness, brought the the best out of Cutler that Chicago was able to get, and I think that he has the ability to make any quarterback better. Um, weapons wise, they do have some weapons, but they have not had any success in running the football. The Dolphins, I mean, um, and defensively, they have not had any success stopping the run. But they have been picking quarterbacks off, um, which I think is going to be – it's very intriguing because I, I think fans want to see Trubisky throw the ball. They want to see if he can continue to do it. But real fans and NFL analysis and coaches and anybody who's ever played the game run the football. Pass when you have to. I think the Bears are going to know that. I think Nagy's a smart guy. I think he's going to be able to in, involve some trickery into this – offense to give Trubisky open receivers like he did against Tampa Bay. I don't uh, – it's hard because the, the Bears are a team that 
are still finding their identity offensively and have the ability to implode offensively. So it's hard, but on paper, this should be a runaway game for me for the Bears. Um, I think with the shaky offensive line, Brock Osweiler playing the way he does and not having the best weapons in the world around him, I think the Bears defense is going to be able to go in and do things, uh, mean things to that offense, especially on the offensive line side of the ball. Um, I think the Bears are going to be able to run away with this one. I think the Bears are going to win 35-10. to 10. I just don't think the offensive of Miami is going to get it clicking. They're not good offensively. They're not ranked. They don't. They don't run the ball well. They don't. They're not great at throwing it. Um, and they're not good at stopping the run. And the Bears have two good running backs. They've got a mobile quarterback. Um, and they've got the probably the just meanest looking defensive front in football right now. Rita, I think the Bears win. I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be high scoring. Oh God, I hope not. You got a score? I think it's going to be 35 to 33. Ugh. Another safety. Oh, my God. If we give up 33 points to the fucking uh, Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Um, Brock Osweiler, I'm a big fan, but for all the wrong reasons, of course. <laughs> What's the biggest criticism of Brock Osweiler throwing the football? Those are too hard. Throws no are too hard. Now, which, is, which, to be said, maybe he can fix it. I doubt it, but maybe he can, because that was what uh, Elway's problem was, wasn't it? Was it Elway? Uh, we, uh, yeah, actually, a lot of quarterbacks have had that problem. But wasn't that, wasn't that like Elway's Elway, big thing yeah. that he had no touch? He just threw the ball away. He, he throw, just threw rifled it, it. Yeah. So. He broke some guy's fingers. This <laughs> will so anticipate Osweiler, you know, I'm sure. I don't, actually, I'm not sure if he got um, first team reps during practice this week. I think uh, he did. He did. I think because I think Tannehill officially became questionable on Thursday. Yeah. So let's say he got a full week of practice in or half week of practice getting first team reps. Yeah. You're going going up against a very hot Chicago team right now. And and Osweiler's not mobile. No. Either. No. He's very big. <laughs> kind of clunky. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna throw the ball like he does. I think we're gonna see a lot of tip balls. Bears really good at creating turnovers and finding the ball in the right spot. Uh, I think Brock Osweiler throws three picks today. Three picks today. You count them. Three interceptions today. Bears roll on. I think what everyone's saying, and I, I agree with the sentiment, I think Bears run all over Miami. Trubisky is careful with the football. Bears, once again, they, they put up like a, a high 30 spot. I'm going to say um, 38 Dolphins, 14. Wow. I like that. Fuck you, Rebecca. Sorry. 33 points to the Dolphins. God, they're going to do it now. Um... The one and four Colts visiting the two and three New York Jets. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, um, well, uh, <laughs> so the Colts have proven to be not very exciting so far. <laughs> that can change. Uh, Jets have shown actually more promise than what we expected. Uh, they, they've had their growing pains. They've got a rookie quarterback. Um, you know that last week was the first time in Super Bowl era that four rookie quarterbacks yeah, have gotten victories? I thought that was pretty cool. I, I, I didn't know that. I just figured that it had to have happened. Mm. Um, I, I, I kind of anticipate I anticipate this being very very close. Let, let, let's hope that uh, Rosen does another one. Let's, <laughs> let's hope Rosen wins again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And I hope Beathard just has a day. Um, I kind of seeing this game being being close. Not high scoring per se, but definitely mid, mid-20s. Uh, both defenses are, you know, they're giving up points. Uh, they're giving. I don't know where they stand. But I think they both are giving a lot of yards. Mm. I think that's kind of been their biggest. The issue. The Jets are better defensively. 
But the, I think the Colts have kind of been run and passed all over. Yeah. Uh, this game's really going to come down to Darnold. Yeah, I, I just think I, I have actually... Which Darnold are we going to see? Are we going to see week one and week five Darnold? Or are we going to see weeks two through, yeah. th- or two through four Darnold? I have uh, luck... And, and I'm not taking anything away from Darnold. He's a rookie. There's pains. There's growing pains. He's not supposed to be elite. But... Yeah, Which I, Darnold are we going to see? Right. And I, I have some magic coming from luck, kind of being a luck of old today. Uh, I'm going to see, we'll call it a 24-20 victory for the Colts today. Rita? Um, I also agree that the Colts are going to win. But I think they're going to win with a gap. I think they're going to win 28. What's a gap? Like, yeah. The store? They're going to win with a gap. Yeah. They're going to win by they're a lot. 28 to nine. All right. That's what I meant. Now, can I guess, are they scoring, are the Jets going to score a touchdown with an extra point and a safety? No safety. It'll it'll simply be three field goals. Oh, okay. They're not going to like to use their one four-point field goal a week. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This one's tough. This one is tough. Um... Seventeen fifteen Colts. Yeah. Yep. I could see that as well. That I don't know. Seventeen fifteen Colts. I think Luck just. I think he plays well. I think he has like another game like he had where he throws like against the Patriots. He throws like four hundred yards. Just doesn't have any touchdowns to show for it. Maybe like one or two. Um, I think he gets picked off. I think Darnold has a dud game. Maybe throws for two twenty four touchdown, two picks. Yeah. Uh uh, we'll see. Another like, unless you're a fan the, the, the storyline in this game is I I want to see how Crowell bounces back from two hundred whatever yards, yeah. two hundred thirty yards. This is a, this one o'clock game, also correct. Yeah. So, so far, we're still one o'clock games. We're getting that game. Oh yeah, we're getting that game for sure. Thanks, New England. <laughs> uh, the one and four Cardinals visiting the two two and one Vikings. Ugh. Um, Josh Rosen. Hey, led the Cardinals to the first one of the season. They got David Johnson. They got a they got a decent secondary. Got an okay pass rush. That's about it. Vikings got Kirk Cousins. They got Adam Thielen, the only receiver in NFL history at five straight games of hundred plus yards. They got Diggs. Murray suiting up. Pretty yep. good defense. Vikings 35, Cardinals 3. I just, I can't see them moving the ball on Minnesota. Just can't see it. But, but, Buffalo moved the ball. Right. Well, I think that's the fluke of all flukes right there. I don't know. I I just, I don't see it happening. I think Minnesota's starting a hot streak. I think they roll. I definitely think the Vikings win. They win 41 to 17. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with Eight what you're saying. safeties and an extra point. Yeah. No touchdowns. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. And, you know, for my fantasy's sake, I hope the Vikings really shut down that offense. Uh, I, I tend to think that, you know, Arizona, they got their win. They're happy. They're, they're coming off it. And now it's kind of like, here's reality. I think, like you said, the Vikings kind of finding their stride right now. I think that, that defense kind of smartens up. And the, the secondary plays well for a game, you know, Kirk has been fairly careful with the football, still kind of the 
Kirk gunslinger-esque, you He's know, take, takes his chances. Uh, Vikings win today, uh, 30-10. The 4-1 and Bengals hosting the 2-2-1 Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Big game, marquee matchup. That's right. Uh, Pittsburgh coming off a big win in Atlanta, kind of a win they needed. Every win's important, blah, 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 must-win game, blah, blah, blah. Stupid, every game is a must-win game. Um, I think they kind of carry the momentum. I think Cincinnati is at their stride right now. They're playing very well. Uh, Dalton not really turning the football over. Uh, uh, no, he has. Has he? He's been a little bit better recently, but he threw like three picks in one game. He's throwing uh, some picks this season. Yeah. Well, with, with that but AJ be, Green's having the most productive season well, of his career so you know, far. Perhaps I was thinking that with the amount of touchdowns scored, I wasn't thinking. No, he's throwing some picks. I think we see a very close game today. Uh, I think Pittsburgh wins by. I'm pretty sure the Steelers are like nine and one in their last ten against the Bengals. Yeah, uh, I think you know, even though Boswell has been very shaky, it comes down to a field goal late today. Uh, Pittsburgh wins twenty-seven twenty-four. Uh, Rita, oh, pay attention. Pay I attention. am paying attention. You want I've to chime in? You got to be able to pay attention. No, I've been I've been paying attention. What did you say your score was though? I don't remember the numbers. 27-24 Pittsburgh. I definitely think the Steelers win. Also because I'm rooting for them and the Giants were awful this weekend. I think the Steelers win 28-15. to 15. Okay. Ew. Um, <laughs> I think Ben and Brown have shaken off the rust. I think the connection's there. Uh, they still got Smith Schuster. I think the dual tight ends they got are very effective in uh, McDonald and Gunslinger Jesse James. Uh, I think James Conner is still poised to have some 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 good shit happen for him. Uh, like I said, AJ Green's having the most productive season of his career, and he's going up against a Pittsburgh secondary that did play a lot better against Atlanta, surprisingly, but is still not that great. Right. Um. Uh. I. I think the key in this game for the Bengals is Joe Mixon. Uh, just like I think the key in the game for the Steelers is James Conner. I think it's going to be, I think this is a running backs. Uh, I don't think it's a duel. I just think it's a matter of, I think we're going to see a lot of throwing. So it's a matter of which team has the edge in rushing, I think, is really where the victory comes out. I think the edge goes to the Steelers. Um, and I think the Steelers win... 32 to 28. Uh, I think they're the first team to hold the Bengals to under 30 points this season. All right. Here's hoping. Fingers crossed. We've uh, also got the uh, the three and two charges going on to take the two, two and one Browns. Baker Mayfield. Hey, you can't hate the Browns, man. I don't hate the Browns. You can't hate the Browns. They're fun. Yeah, they're already 200% better than last year. Yeah. Actually, 205 because they tied. Yeah, 205% better. And you want to know the thing is? They're undefeated at home. Yeah. Got the beard. 2 one at home. The Bud Light's been flowing in Cleveland. They're 2-0-1 at home. Break the chains, Here's baby. my thing. The Browns fans have been the most loyal fans in sports. Do you know how, they, how loud they must be now that they're winning some games? Yeah. They're no, winning some games. They're probably bored of it. Like, oh, why can't we be bad again? It was more fun. <laughs> <laughs> it made the drinking easier. <laughs> it gave us a reason. Now yeah. we're just alcoholics. Yeah. Um, 
this is an enticing game. Um, uh, the Browns secondary is much improved defensively altogether. Uh, Ward has been really good. He's got like three picks this season. They've been very good up front. Um, Baker Mayfield just brings a certain level of energy and tenacity to that offense that has been missing for years. Um, they have a very good uh, chain mover in Landry. Um, the running backs between Hyde and Chubb are both extremely good in a split carry situation. Um, Sandy or San Diego, uh, LA's defense has been good but not great. Philip Rivers is kind of looking a little bit better. Um, it's re- I really think it's going to be a battle of uh, the the Chargers' offense against the Browns' defense. Um, I do think the Chargers hand the Browns their first home loss, but I do think it's close. I think the Chargers win 28-24 I in th- OT. No, I'm just oh. can't, do, can't, can't win by four in OT. <laughs> I like Phillip Rivers. I want the Chargers to win, and I think they will win, and I think they'll win by... I think they'll win by 10. Score? I really like 28, 28-18. Nice. Math on point right there. So, a couple years back. It can happen. The Browns Mark were. Mark Souls, Jeff. <laughs> Miss you guys. <laughs> hey, I'm trying. Two years ago, the Browns were on a losing streak. They got their first win versus the Chargers of San Diego. Mm-hmm. These are the Chargers of Los Angeles, damn it. And they're still mad about it. The Chargers uh, prevent the Chargers were the reason we didn't see an O and thirty two Browns team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn them. Uh Chargers roll on today. Uh Brown's playing very well. Uh, and I think they, they make it a game. I have uh the Chargers winning uh similar, similar, similar fashion to what Rita said, uh by ten. I'm gonna call it thirty twenty Chargers win. Alright, and the Last of the one o'clock games, we have the two and three Bills visiting the two and three Texans. I don't fucking know. I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, did. I, I don't know. Deshaun Watson hasn't looked great. He's been getting hit every which way. Pretty sure he leads the leagues in quarterback quarterback hits, and he's getting hit viciously. Like not like like not like penalty wise. He's just getting hit because he runs yeah. with the football a lot. He's just getting lit up. And the team offensively hasn't looked that great. Defensively, they looked bad better than than they were to start the season, but. To me, this look like an average football team with a plus side. The Bills have been a bad team with a plus side. Um, the Bills have, so far this season, played higher to the plus side. The Texans have played closer to the average side. Yep. They are, I think, they've won the last two, right? Because they mm-hmm. were 0-3 to start the season. Yep. Um, Picked it up a little bit. I don't think the Bills can repeat it. I think that the Bills get a couple more wins this season doing what they do. Um, but I don't know, man. This is a fucking weird game. I have no idea. I think the Texans win 24 to 10. I agree that this is going to be not an interesting. I have an original thought. I am. Just kidding. It's it's not that it's not going to be interesting, but that's not the right word. That I think Paul said, or excuse me, the Riddler said, average. No, they know my name. Whatever. Good <laughs> <laughs> for the fans, Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I ruined everything. Um, I think there's going to be a tie. I think this game ends in a tie. Score? 
14-14. Oh, for your sake, I hope it happens. Because I'd like to see three ties in a season. Uh, I was really hoping we'd see a tie every week. <laughs> yeah. uh, Buffalo doing nothing special. Minnesota was their Super Bowl. You know, that, that was not a game they deserved to win. I, they earned it because they beat them. But, I mean, like, no one anticipated that happening. Uh, I think in Houston, they're on a, a winning streak, not a hot streak. Um, defense, like you said, defense has been okay. Offense has been absent. I don't, I don't know what the deal is. I figured Deshaun was going to kind of bring a, a spark Holding on to the ball too long, hurrying throws. Like you can't find a happy medium. Uh, and, you know, as a fantasy owner of uh, many Bills players, because uh, I'm a sucker for punishment, I know that the Bills don't really like to move the football or have the ability to. Uh, I have Houston winning today 27-6. Hauska. Hauska. Twin 33-yard field goals. <laughs> All right. On to the fours. You got the 5-0 Rams visiting the 2-3 and Broncos. Please give me your take. Yeah. Well, I we for me, I see uh, a Rams team that is playing extremely well. Uh, Goff seems comfortable. Gurley playing like the curly, curly, the girly of, I guess it's two years ago now. Or, or wait a minute, what am I trying to say? What, what <laughs> was it last year? Was this good year? Two yeah, years ago was bad last year. Year, was yeah, good year. Yeah, playing like girly, like he's expected to be. Broncos, Case Keenum, playing okay. The defense playing much better than the offense. Uh, they're in this game uh, just by just by showing up, but I have. Rams winning by a minimum of two scores, two touchdowns, that is. Uh, we'll call it 34-17 Rams. I'm going to give the Broncos a chance this week, but yeah. it's going to be low scoring. thought we were an item, but uh, I guess you're seeing other franchises. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. Stupid. Private stock. <laughs> <laughs> going to be 17 to 14. Close. Wow. I think the Rams just destroy the Broncos. Uh, I don't think it's going to be close. I think the Denver's defense is not good right now. I think they're good. I just don't think they're good right now. Um, I just think there's too many. What are you going to do? You stop Gurley, there's three receivers. Yeah. So, in the defense, uh, uh, Case Kingdom is terrible. The run game has been really good, and the Rams haven't been s- obliterating the run. But I just think that the Rams are going to run all over the Broncos. I think they're going to win. I don't know. 35-10. 35-10? All right. I like that. Uh, the 3-2 and two Ravens visiting the 3-2 and two Titans. This is an intriguing game. This game's going to be a field goal fest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just the, the, the two teams, I don't know. The Ravens, you know, took a huge dump off the top ten last week. They were like fourth or third in mine. And then they fucking couldn't score points against the Browns. I mean, not the Browns are bad, but the Ravens were like firing on pretty much all cylinders. Um, 
the Titans just they stay close in games. They win close games. They lose close games. They're not really getting blown out. They're not blowing people out. Their offense isn't great. The defense isn't bad. Um, the secondary's been playing well for Tennessee. Uh, secondary for Baltimore's been playing really well. And I think Baltimore wins. But I think they win... Sixteen to nine. Sounds like a field goal fest to me. Yeah, one touchdown for the Ravens, three field goals. I like the Titans, but it's going to be a high-scoring game. Okay. Score forty-two to thirty-five. Wow! All touchdowns and extra points. Good. Good to hear. Don't extra laugh points. at me. Um, I think Baltimore. Kind of wakes up from the Cleveland debacle. No, nah, I don't. I don't mean it like that because Cleveland's played well. But a team like Baltimore, you, you expect to to beat Cleveland. Uh, Tennessee, they stay in games. It's odd. They they have some sort of <laughs> something going there. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Mike Vrabel uh, receiving touchdown Super Bowl syndrome <laughs> spreading. spreading fast. Mike Vrabel does a really good job at coaching that Titans team for that week's opponent. Yeah, he seems, wonder where he got that from. Seems to be a very focused guy. You know, hate him, hate him to death. But he, he you be- don't hate him. You hate the defenses that he went up against. Right, it's stupid. But I, I, he seems to be a, a good coach. He was defensive coordinator for years, or um, linebackers coach as well. Uh, but I have Baltimore winning. Uh, we'll call it twenty-one thirteen. It's a very average game. Yeah. Baltimore moves the chains to control the clock. Three and two Jaguars visiting Peter Pino's two and three Cowboys. Dun, 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 dun. Um, Cowboys are undefeated at home. Cowboys have been surprising Windless to me. on the road. <laughs> yeah, Cowboys have been very surprising to me. Uh, they've won games that I didn't anticipate them winning. Uh, offensively, Dak has not, uh, not impressed me much. But you know, Elliott has ran the ball well for what he can for what he can do. Uh, defensively, they they have forced some turnovers. Jacksonville, they're they're kind of a an odd thing, you know. Like we, we talked about earlier, I think Fournette not being there has, has hurt them. Uh, Blake Bortles, <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, you know, he's he's either gonna throw for three hundred or he'll get you a two fifteen and. You know, this uh, I've picked against the Cowboys a lot this season, and they've and they've gone on to win. Uh, it's funny. I feel like I've picked Dallas uh, to lose. So, for the sake of Peter and have them winning, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick against Dallas. Jacksonville wins today. Jacksonville wins, and they they win 31-27. Uh, we're going to see a couple defensive touchdowns today. At least one each. So. All right. Well, I think Dallas is going to win. And I think it's going to be 28-21. The end. The end. Uh, two teams that can't really move the football that well offensively. Uh Game's going to come down to what Ezekiel Elliott can do against Jacksonville's front seven. Um, 
But, uh, Yeldon's been playing well. Um, Bortles hasn't. I think the Cowboys pull it out. I think the Cowboys pull it out 21-17. All right. I like it. Um, yeah, so that's it. There's no more. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Chiefs-Patriots. 5-0 Chiefs going to Foxborough to play the 3-2 and Patriots Sunday Night Football. Now, here's a guy. Here's a guy. You or me? I think it's me. Um, it's a tough one. Chiefs have been playing really good football offensively. Um, they're picking apart teams. They're getting the ball, moving through the ground, uh, through the air. Mahomes is playing like a veteran quarterback out there. Um, he's hitting all his weapons. He's using them all really well. Um, Watkins, Hill, Kelsey, Hunt. Um, Patriots, even though Edelman didn't get in the end zone or anything, looked more Patriot-like. Um, that Sonny Michelle kid is doing really well running the football. Got to pray for his future that he doesn't fumble. Right. Um, but they've got Gronk, they've got Edelman, and now they've got Gordon. They've got Tom Brady. Um, high scoring, definitely. Uh, 38-35, Patriots win. I just don't see... I think New England's defense is, even if it's not the best defense, it's leaps and bounds better than Kansas City's. Um, and I just think that the, the you know the Chiefs are going up against somebody that knows how to pick apart a defense, especially right. a bad defense. He's played against a lot of bad defenses about six times a year. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I think the Patriots pull this one out. I think we see the Chiefs get handed their first loss of the season. Sorry, Eric. I don't want the Patriots to win. In reality, they probably will. But I'm still going to pick the Chiefs. But it's going to be a very close game. And low scoring. 21 to 19. Uh, I don't know if that's possible. Patriots are going to win. Uh, like you said, they, they got all, the weapons are back. They can win without the weapons. Tom Brady knows how to do it. Belichick knows how to do it. Uh, I think they're upset about the Kansas City coming in week one, two years ago, or a year ago, whatever it was, and ripping them apart. Uh, that defense in Kansas City is nothing special. And I think uh, they get their first loss. Kansas City, that is, gets their first loss. Uh, we'll call it 34 20. All right, and then last but not least, the Monday night game. Got uh, the Garapoloists, 49ers, going to Lambeau. Yeah. Uh, seems like 49ers don't really have a lot of groove right now. Neither does Green Bay for that matter, but I think they're going to play well enough. This game is going to be – it's going to be slow, I feel. I have Green Bay winning 20, 2013. Hey, can you guys buy me a minute, 30 seconds? I know, 10 minutes in the show, I can't make it. I'm sorry. Just go in the bottle. I don't think the 49ers are going to win it. They're okay. bad. <laughs> don't laugh at me. Um, they're just bad. Okay, do you have a score prediction? 
I'm going to say 17-3. All right. Uh, 49ers aren't impressive. The defense hasn't been atrocious, but it's not been good. Um, but the same thing can be said for the Packers' defense. Um, I do think Beathard and the run game find some success against Green Bay. I don't know if it's going to be enough to stop Aaron Rodgers and Jim Graham. Then they don't have a run game really either. You know, they're kind of leaning at like the 70 30 clip for pass throw or pass run percentages. Um, I just, Green Bay's, it's in Lambeau against a really underpowered team. I can't see the Packers losing this game. Um, so I think the Packers pull it out. Um, call it 24 to 14. Somewhere in that realm. You laugh at my score predictions, but at least one of them will be right. Probably. I don't know which one. Probably the tie. That would be awesome. Knowing you, it's going to be the tie. That would be awesome. Uh, beer reviews. Rebecca, how was your coffee from Dunkin' Donuts? It was great. Yeah? I look forward to it every Sunday. What was it? It was a uh, hot caramel mocha coffee. 10 out of 10 would recommend? C. Yelp review. Uh, St. Clippenstein? Clipperstein? <laughs> I like Clipperstein. St. Clippenstein. There's a, a pig on it with a, a shepherd's uh, staff and a, a halo. Interesting. Uh, an ale aged in oak bourbon barrels. From Allagash, 11%. I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, I, I guess it only comes in, uh, in bombers. I, I assume I... I've never been up to Allagash, but I like their products for the most part, with the exception of uh, probably their flagship beer, uh, which I can't. What I can't think of white? is the white. You I don't really white? like the white that much, uh, but I enjoyed this uh, for you. Uh, a lot of breweries doing the bourbon aged barrel type thing, but this this was pretty good. I, I've been unimpressed with some, but I I, I like this so. Go get your St. Clementine's. I don't know its availability, so don't go looking for it. <laughs> Unless you know it's out. Uh, Miller 64. Three beers, 192 calories. Hey, there you go. That's what I got to say. Have some hummus. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, that's Ugh. right. Uh, Kendall? Do you care to let them know where they can find us? Yes, I do. Facebook, Getting Sports with a Drunk. Instagram, also Getting Sports with a Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's wacky score predictions with Rita or drinking under 200 calories with a beer. <laughs> Anywhere you find podcasts, we're on uh, iTunes, Google Play, anything. Anything, you know, Podbean, you know, we're, we're there. We cover all the bases here. We do it all. We're no slouches. On live, on the PPRN radio network, every Sunday from 10 to 1, PPRN has got some great shows. Uh, Peter's show on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, great staff, and uh, Carl, Mike, Bob, they all tuned in today. They, they, they interact with us, and those guys are hilarious on Tuesdays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays whenever they're on. Uh, mixtape Saturday. I listened to. I worked with Peter uh, yesterday with uh, with PLR and uh, listened to his mix on the ride home. Killed it. So mixtape Saturday is excellent program. If you love hip hop, uh, you, you just like a good you know 
good DJing and Saturday. Quick shout out, a deceased, a uh, Bills fan deceased, passed away, uh, I guess, yesterday or something like that. Uh, and he requested in his will that six uh, Buffalo Bills players of the organization's choosing uh, uh, take the role as his pallbearer so they can let him down one more time. <laughs> God, that's awful. Good for that guy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> uh, did we shout out the Peter Pinto show? We sure did. Tuesday, and I, and I, I, I frequent the, the, the Tuesday lineup. He does, he I, does. I enjoy it. He is Peter Pino's left-hand man. Left-hand man. That's because Peter's right-handed. That's right. But yeah, uh, we've got lots of uh, good content coming up in the future. Uh, make sure to tune in every every Sunday here, 10 to 1. Rita will be here. The yes. Red Baron will be here. That's right. The also, Cupcake will be here. That's right. And uh, PPRN has a uh, toy drive coming up in mm-hmm. December. Uh, this Donate. show. This this show is going to do something. We haven't decided what we're doing yet. We we have we have about a, a month to figure that out. I don't know if we're gonna just do. Uh, that might be something I'm drive. actually good at. <laughs> well, we were talking about too. We were making like a like a liquor basket or something, or you know, make like a, a a nip Christmas tree or something. I don't know what we're gonna do. We'll figure it out. And then I don't know. I mean, nipple tree. No nipple tree. Exactly. And then we'll we'll do either. It's not what you think it is. I can help you out with that. I can't make score predictions, but I can organize things. And we'll maybe do a, a half-hour broadcast that day. I don't know, depending on who we can get. You know, it's always a wild card with our group. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, definitely stay tuned for all the updates and stuff as they, they come around. And, uh, as always, make sure to stay tuned into everything happening on the, the PPRN radio network. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, coming soon. We are going to be designing a wall in the studio as well yeah. to be posting pictures. Right behind Riddler's yep. shoulders there. So the, the $5 naughty. That it's one. Be, it's going to be our wall. It's going to be our wall, so we'll be sure to post pictures and stuff when that happens. Uh, everyone's favorite household appliance, machine washable, is in the, the works of getting a banner made yeah. for us. And if you ever want to be a guest, please let us know. I know that uh, Mike Hatfield as well as Carl, they've uh, shown interest and want to come on. Please do just let us know. Uh, Uncle Bob's been on twice. Yeah. And he's had a good time. You know, yep, a lot of fun. Around noon, he cracks open the beer, puts away the coffee for some beer. You know, mm-hmm. We'll break him in one day. He, we'll was, a happy, he was a little happier before the Cubs wild card game, but <laughs> we'll see how he is next time he's on. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Next week, we'll uh, obviously, hour three, we'll score predictions, top ten rankings. We'll have some NHL to talk about. NBA season will have tipped off. So we'll have that to cover and whatever else is happening in the MLB postseason, whether we're World Series bound or not, there'll be stuff to talk about. Lots of sports next week. Yeah. And uh, hopefully some good beer. Sorry, Peter, but Miller 64, <laughs> terrible. Terrible. He's working on his physique. I understand, good. but health versus good Beer. <laughs> Here's the deal. Are you going to live forever if you get healthy? No. Good beer, though. Good beer. That's forever. It adds years under your souls. <laughs> That's right. Souls. Souls. But we're going to take advantage of the two-minute early warning. <laughs> we're going to get out of here so we can catch some more football. So until next week, I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Rita. Hmm. Can you say with more pizzazz? Until next week, I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Rita. There we go. And I'm the Red Baron. Yeah.